Mo Facts with Adam Curry for June 2nd, 2020. This is episode number 39. A new month, but the crazy has just increased. How you doing, Mo? I'm doing good, Adam. How about yourself? Well, I'm okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest with you. It's a, a little unsettling, not so much as to what's happening, but why it's happening. And we're talking, of course, about uh, this, this day, the 2nd of June, 2020, we've got, uh, I don't know if it's happening tonight, but we've had a couple of days of weird uh, demonstrations slash riots all over the country, all over the country, all over the world. Yeah, all over the world. I mean, I couldn't, it was mind boggling to see thousands of people on the dam in Amsterdam. It's just, and, and, you know, and they're, they're protesting racism in America. It's fantastic to watch what is happening, and I'm so glad that we get to talk because, man, this uh, this has just been a weird one. How about you? I mean, what what uh, what you feeling? I'm fine, but dealing with the people, I was in a situation where I had to deal with people that I normally don't have to deal with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and that is being family. Yeah, uh, and it's just shocking how indoctrinated they have they are by the media and it's a large part of the reason why we do this show yeah uh but i was just surprised i mean it was a family gathering i was like just actually i was drained (laughs) from channeling (laughs) their emotional uh unrest yeah well that's that's yeah that's probably uh very i have that too i guess because you know it I look at this stuff and, you know, I see I see so much of the obvious, but uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of power in the machine that are really pushing this all one way. And there's a lot of groups uh, that are participating in this and taking advantage of it. And this is not something that uh, even the Mo Facts show with Adam Curry cannot, <laughs> uh, you know, address everything that's happening. It's not a one for one at one and done. I mean, this is kind of the culmination of where where the show has been going for well for uh, for months now is right and it's really the, the the topics have gone right along with the with the current events it's just insane to see how it's all flowed together right and i had a lot of people contact me in like past shows like all oh, that is so relevant now uh one being white uh, privilege, the other one being white fragility. Yeah, that's a big uh, one. So, the, white, the white fragility is uh, is definitely one, which was, what was that, episode? 24. 24, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot so of good 13 ones. and 24 are the most uh, thing, most the two I've been contacted the most this week about. And also, um, I would say white supremacy is, uh, now that was one of the earlier ones. We did a whole white supremacy uh, overview, didn't we? Yes. I think that was 13. I mean, that that was white uh, privilege and white supremacy. Right. All that was rolled up in one show. Uh, but, yeah, um, we're not going to get into the blow-by-blow blow of what's going on at the moment. But the show topic for today, I think we can look at it through the lens of what's going on right now. All right. Well, let's uh, crank up the wheel. Let's see what's going on in our fabulous wheel of topics where it stops nobody knows but of course no really does know and uh, let's see today's topic will be passing she was passing for white passing <laughs> yes well yeah 
and can I just, I don't know if this is where you want to start, but just from my own uh, experience when uh, Minneapolis started and uh-huh. when, when the riots started and I looked at what the news media was calling black protesters, uh, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I know what a Somali looks like. And you can tell, you know, I, I, I may be a little bit off, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a country over, but I'm like, hold on a second, what's going on here? And it didn't take long just to look at, you know, uh, just a couple of searches to find out the huge uh, Somali uh, population, but gangs and all kinds of stuff is going on in Minneapolis. I know it's been there, but it never really popped to the front of national news. It sure did now, though. And I'm seeing a lot of things in this whole protest thing uh, about who's in the protest or slash riots. It depends on what time it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but they're it's labeled as the black black protest. Right. Right. Everything is black, black. And on this show, I've tried to warn people of how they lump everything into black, even to the point where they'll bring up, they'll be talking about the black unrest or, you know, the black people are upset. The black people are upset and they'll show the screen and it's mostly white people or non what we classify as black in America, we call ADOS here. Uh, that's what they're trying to like this hodgepodge, like put it all together into, and we're going to take the blame for it. That's the, that's the bottom line. When this is all over said and done, we're going to take the blame for it. Like we did with Corona, like we did with everything else. But today's show is a, conversation we had i believe on 37 okay it was a one of our longest back and forths where we didn't quite see eye to eye and what i want to do is get into the genesis of that conversation and then we can go from there just through the show and and honestly i don't know where this conversation is really going to go i have clips i don't really have a storyline per se i just want to really cover what passing is, what black is, what's not black. <laughs> Why yeah. don't people want to be black? And well, well, if, if we, I can, if can I can take it from there. Yeah. If I can just share uh, a personal thing where, mm-hmm. you know, this, this went down on Thursday or whatever it was. And I sent you a text and I said, dude, this is Somalis. What the hell's going on? And your reply was really for me, tone setting and quite telling uh, I think I think you literally said, "Yeah, now you know why it's messed up to be called black because you just get lumped in." One of many host of reasons why to be well, called I, obvi- black. Obviously, yeah, but, obviously. yeah, but no, I'm, yeah, I'm saying you're right because anything with brown skin is black, and right. in this show, we, that's not necessary. Uh, 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 qualifier as well (laughs) well well certainly not in um in context of of what and and i always have to remind myself okay here's what people are seeing here's what they've been told here's what they Mm -hmm. believe in um and and so no doubt that when the media is talking about black african-american etc i think they specifically mean ados 
because Correct. because of Black Lives Matters and the 400 year virus and all the different memes I've uh, I've seen bandied about right now. So that's what they mean, but that's not always what you're seeing or what it is. Uh, of course not. And truth be told, in New York, there's a very small ADOS population as well. Oh yeah, which has been which has been epicenter of the protest protest slash riots. Not not just talking about um, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So you got to factor that in as well. But I guess you want to get into the clip that, yeah, that yeah. spurred this uh, <laughs> uh, uh, spirited back and forth between me and, uh, me and you. Okay. And this was uh, from the Karen Hunter show. Yes. Reparations. What does reparations look like, Nicole Hannah-Jones? Is it, is it going to happen? Oh, so that, okay. That, those are two different questions. Um this is what I'll say. I think the question of what reparations looks like is not that challenging, right? Reparations looks like a cash payment to those who can trace ancestry. Uh, I mean, uh, Sandy Darity, whom you interviewed for your piece, is kind of the, the, the chief economist and thicker on this. Uh, if you can trace a descendant back to American slavery, you qualify for reparations, and you can prove that prior 10 years prior to the discussion of the reparations bill, you actually lived as a black person. Yeah, I was, and I was wondering, like, what did we talk about for so long? Yeah, it was the ten-year rule. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was that was that was very interesting. I, I don't know if we really disagreed. I think you 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 got me to a place where I was like, okay, uh, not disagree, but I enjoyed the conversation so much. I was like, this should be a a broader a, a broader topic. show, right? Right? Yeah, uh, or yeah, you know, a, a full conversation. Let's say that. And we got interrupted by Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, that's right. You're so, so right. So it slid back one week, but I didn't want to lose the the fervor from the conversation because I don't think it should have been limited just to 10 minutes. That's, this topic is so broad because it's who is black? When do you stop becoming black? Uh, and I think it lends to now why are black people treated the way they are? And I and I always use the so-called or quote-unquote, and I want to be clear, I'm not dissing myself from my lineage, and that's the real rub. I'm dissing myself from a title that somebody else created for yes. my lineage. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem I have with it. It's like, what is my past? Let me decide what my past is and how I identify. But no, as you seen, as you pointed out with the riots, like we're gonna merge and we're gonna merge everybody into this one group. We've seen this with people of color, aka colored people. <laughs> color um, people. <laughs> right. Sorry, I missed I missed my missed my cue. I gotta work on that. It's been a while. Yes. But yeah, that, that's what they're doing. So what I wanna do is really go down that rabbit hole to seeing where a person separates themselves from a lineage and what is the reasoning for that okay but before we get into that i want to get into uh african-american african-american or black and what's the right term since we've been here in america we've had all these different names for ourselves uh, either thrust upon us or get or, or ones we chose from colored to negro to afro-american to black to african-american you know, there's the problematic words of Spanish and Portuguese uh, colonialism and their slave trade. So 
the blacks were called Negroes in both languages, so they were just called blacks. So we used the word Negro. If you say colored people, that's smacks of the 40s. Black power means the saving grace of our United States. The late 50s, early 60s, civil rights activists on the more radical end were starting to say, we are not colored people, we're not Negroes, we are black. Um, they wanted to go all the way. In that same way of saying, we're not white. So they really planted a really strong flag for the black power movement, the black Panthers, the black arts movement, and the song. Jesse Jackson proclaimed one day in the late 80s, we are now going to call ourselves African-American. And a lot of people just said, well, who were they to decide what we're going to call ourselves now? And it felt at first like a step backwards because black really was a big catch-all, but also so powerful. Mm. Yeah, powerful because we went through this because of <laughs> black is not always a positive color. No. Negative power. But- true but the reason that they chose black is that's the furthest thing you can get from being white right and it was seen as a move of power mm-hmm. and that's where black power came from and, and and like you said in the late 60s it really cropped up and i had to, I, I said this before on the show i asked my mom like and i even asked her this weekend so i saw her again like mom when did you start becoming black because he as he stated uh, a lot of the names were forced upon us. Mm-hmm. So black was the first one we really chose for ourselves. But black but what, is nothing but, 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 but Negro. On, hold on. <laughs> but hold on. Yeah. W- w- wasn't that the, Jesse Jackson who chose that? No, he chose African-American. Oh, he chose African- and that was I'm another, sorry. Right, 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 right. That was when we, uh, you know, we've, we've arrived and, you know, we were going to be African-American now. And that, and it, <laughs> and it, and that smacks of plans to come of mass immigration from Africa. Mm-hmm. So that was a, I think that was a preemptive move by whoever he was talking to, to say, we have a lot of Africans coming into the country soon. Mm-hmm. So let's go to African American. It, sure, it sure stuck though. It became kind of like the politically correct way to say it. It stuck because it became a, you know, like how, how the media referred to us, but we never stopped calling on ourselves black. Uh, but on all the documentation, I mean, and all the, you know, whenever you filled out anything, it started showing up as African-American. Oh, uh, so and do you recall a time when it was, when it said something else? Yeah. It used to say black of non-Hispanic descent. Right, 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 right. Huh. I remember as a kid, when we used to take like standardized tests, Yeah, you would have to fill in the bubble. <laughs> and it was like it was a uh, black of non-Hispanic descent, and then it went to African American. Right. So this is why we clung to black, and to say that we're a different people. Um, now, is that a lineage? Is that a the problem I have with black? Is that's a color? Yeah, and that's an adjective. It's not. <laughs> it's not a noun. Right. Which. Uh, which. Which is why. You liked ADOS until that got hijacked. Right, because it was straight to the point. Like, what are you, ADOS? American descendant of slave. It says where my people are from, not denying, you know, their original origin, but to say this is where this is specific to our lineage. And it's it quite it it it, it the whole point of this show is not about color. 
It's about lineage. And passing is really you're separating yourself from your lineage. And that's why I was so triggered and other people are so triggered by it is the denial of your blood. Right. That is very, very disrespectful. Right, right, right. Which is which is how we came upon the uh, you have to have lived at least 10 years as a black person. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just so crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy that that, that that would happen. But we have so many examples of uh, uh, of blacks passing and taking advantage of it. And I, I guess that's where where the rub comes in. It's a big rub, yeah. um, and we're we're gonna go. We're gonna get into all of that, but I want to go to a show. I mean, a clip from not last show, but uh, show thirty eight, and this is Doctor Jose uh, Pimenta uh, Pimenta uh, Bay. Uh, he speaks on Black ethnicity and African American. This individual is calling himself white. We're gonna react and call ourselves black because we're the opposite. Not really understanding that we're not exactly taking a step in the right direction because now, as I like to say, given all the cult, the linguistic and cultural baggage of black, you are trying to push an elephant uphill on roller skates. You're trying to turn a negative into a positive. Something just hit me as I'm listening mm-hmm. to this. Why is it called Black Lives Matter and not African American Lives Matter? But oh, just just like you said, it's global. Oh, it's to yeah. tie in the global yeah, effect, yeah, yeah, which yeah, if yeah, you know yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who was that organization, <laughs> that's why you see across the world people saying Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as um. Dr. Bay said, you're, we're being re- reactive. And as how we ended last show with the, uh, the seven habits of highly effective people, mm-hmm. the first habit is being proactive. Right. So us being black is, okay, white is defined. Like this is white. This is exclusive, which white is nothing to be honest with you. And the de- definition of how white is used is pure. That's all. Right, right. Yes. But so if, but everything if, else is unpure. And now it's like, what level of unpurity? I mean, how, what's your level of contamination? Right, 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 right. Uh, so that's the problem I have with the term black. And it's not just me because there is a groundswell of different, quote unquote, black people trying to find their lineage whether it be the Moors or uh, the Hebrew Israelites right. or, you know, Pan-Africanists, these, all, all of these groups are trying to find a lineage, not a color. So it's not just me. Uh, I don't think black is broad enough to capture who we really are. No, absolutely. Also, I mean, you know, you know, my, my personal views. Uh, how about uh-huh. American? That kind of works for me. <laughs> how about American male? Yeah, that would work for me. Um, right. But it's just it, this it, continuous identification, which, uh, you know, I get I get it. I can't really feel it, but I fucking I get mm-hmm. it. How annoying that is. And let me, let me speak to that point right quick. 
And that's the that was the pushback against ADOS. It's like, how, how do you want to be American? Why do you want to be American? It's like, uh, from the claim to say that 400 years of, of our ancestors' labor helped build this country, I think we have a vested interest, yeah, you know, <laughs> in this country. But what we have to do is remove the impedance that we receive from actually truly being an American. And where does that impedance come from? Our skin color. Right. But it's uh, the impedance, the impedance is others rejecting that or impeding that. Right. It's, it's real and not, I mean, some of it is mentally on our part. And then other things that we've seen how it played out in that uh, video uh, you know, of the cop killing and that 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 black man, that's real. I mean, yeah, no, he really that, died. That's, that's for real. sure. <clears throat> right. So when you see that, it triggers a lot of people. But what you have to say is, if you can't let somebody else define who you are, that's the problem. We have to define ourselves, and we get a lot of imp- you know, pushback from internal and external. If if I could, like you said, I, I just want to say mm-hmm. one thing, um, and uh, one day maybe that'll be something to look at. But the the cop, the white cop, also mm-hmm. got de- also got defined. Now he was defined by his action, uh, but this is now burned into ed- the way this was um, visual. The visual itself is was mm-hmm. is, is going to will have long, long, long lasting psychological effects. Can, can I tell you what that visual means to me? Like, can, yeah, please. I want to share that with you. Please. What I witnessed there, two things. One, does anybody realize he Kaepernick kneeled on that man's neck? <laughs> yeah. And now it's a trending thing to do. It's like the same, the same movement or position is being interpreted two totally different ways considering how you look at it. Right. So, yes, obviously (laughs) I've seen that. I I mean, and, and it's, it's either very sophisticated, but it's it's very confusing how that works. Go ahead. I'm sorry to mean to it's, interrupt. It's very no, no, no. I'm glad you put that in there. <clears throat> Two, what I saw as a quote unquote black man, so called black man, was a white man on top of his big game. <laughs> yeah. You know when you see the one I mean, when guys kill lions or yeah, rhinoceros yeah. or yeah, that's what I that's what that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to us being viewed as animals for so many years yeah, and subhuman. Super triggering this. That's super that, triggering. Yeah. Right. So that these are subconscious things that, that are going on. But we have to get back to why not why white? Why black? What makes you white? What makes you black? Uh, this is a. I had a lot of throwback clips for this show because we touched on this subject so many times. It's a surprising. So when I start digging back through, the, you know, the archive, it's like wow, like that and that. You know, it, was, <laughs> it comes back a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, 
And this one is from show nine. And this is One Drop Rule with Dr. Yaba Blay and uh, Don Lemon. In the years following the abolition of slavery, some Americans feared a rise in interracial relationships. So states began passing laws to make sure that any child with a Negro and a white parent could be considered black and denied the rights of white people. In other words, a child with even one drop of Negro blood would be classified as Negro. This became known as the One Drop Rule, a standard ruled unconstitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1967. This and the hardships of racism also caused African Americans to pass, pretend they were white without ever telling their families, leaving a lot of whites not knowing they had black blood. But some experts on race relations say the legacy of the One Drop Rule still exists in today's culture. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so so there you have it. If you have, I think, one thirty second. Yeah, that's you're what one thirty second black. That's what it was. You're black. You're black. How, yeah. How does that work? So that goes back to the purity thing. It's like as long as you're pure, you can be white. Well, that changed over time because we they started grafting in other ethnic groups. Well, yes, into white. and and I think. Uh, the uh, the rise of the DNA test mm-hmm. showed that you know no one's really pure. Uh, in fact, I think a lot of people were delighted to find out that they had all kinds of different DNA in the uh, coursing through their veins. That's true, but I would love to see. And just this, I'm playing devil advocate here. I would love to see. They say what? What's one thirty second? What's that math? Uh, roughly like three percent, I think. Yeah, just doing. Mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. say if you had more than four percent black blood in you you have to classify yourself as black yeah then we'll start to see <laughs> then we'll start to see how much people like to embrace right their diversity well this was it, it struck down by uh, the supreme court for a reason obviously because <laughs> it's true, true i'm just saying a, a lot of people would be considered as passing so this is this is way broader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we use the old standard, like you said, it has been taken down. Uh, but if we use the old standard, everybody that came back with your DNA test came back more than four percent. You you would be classified as black. Right. Yeah. I would love to see <laughs> how many. How, 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 how let's see if those DNA be. tests are still popular. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or. I got to tell you, now, I, 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 I believe a lot, a lot of people, because uh, this is where we've we've come to. It's, it's very interesting. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of young young people. And so in, the, in their 20s, I mm-hmm. think a lot of them would be, oh, yeah, I think that they would be very cool with it if it was if it truly was the 4% rule and you had to classify. Uh, there's something going on in the psyche that is that is very, very um, I'm not sure I, I, I can't even classify it. You know, it's well, like it's the it's the binary, it's the binary thing. So now, well, but it, the it, other but, binary is white is evil, yeah, and yeah. everything else not white is good. Yeah, it's it, and that <laughs> so, and that binary and it flips, and you're so right, and it, it and it can flip for people multiple times in an hour. I think because they're so confused. In fact, that is the problem here. We're we are confused, and then you shock some things in the system. Mm-hmm. And you get some people breaking stuff, some shocking images. This is a very, very confusing time, and it's it's very unhealthy. <laughs> well, obviously, physically for unhealthy for a lot of people, but mentally, this is crazy. And what you just said sparked a thought in my brain. 
So what you will have now is a reverse passing yeah. movement because people are trying to run away from white as being negative now mm-hmm. in perception. So they would say, you know, so I don't have to go through the troubles of being a white person in society. I would pass for something else. Anything, you see, you see what's yeah, going- <laughs> of course, anything's possible. I And I certainly believe a lot of the people I'm seeing today would be all in on that. But that lends to the mentality well, it's the, of it's, why it's, a, per- yes. a black person would go the opposite way in maybe the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Right, but the, exactly. The whole, the whole idea of the color thing is uh, an anachronism. That the whole idea is old-fashioned and dumb. But yet, it's stronger than ever. White, black, the two opposite each other, good, bad. Well, that's the uh, Hegelian dialectic. That's the <laughs> yeah, that's... checkerboard four of the of the uh, ruling elite. Their yeah. symbolism. I mean, all all of this. All the things there. we've talked about all come together <laughs> in this man. It's like, it's, it's really interesting. So, what is the solution? No race. Right. One race, one world, no borders. Give up your lineage. That that's the <laughs> that's the end game of globalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you nailed it. You nailed it right there. That's it. Everybody all be one, all melt together, no lineage, no nothing. Imagine all the people. Yep. Yeah, that is that is the plan. Unfortunately, that never really seems to work out very well. No, because we just divide ourselves under different. You know, uh people always love to divide themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have uh, you can speak to this better. I can, but white people they have ginger and this and mm-hmm. that. It's like what? It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you have these you know subcultures within um, cultures themselves. But let's wrap up with uh, Don Lemon on uh, the One Drop Part 2. Explain what the One Drop Rule is. The One Drop Rule, historically, also known as the Rule of Hypo-Descent, was really instituted to protect whiteness. Right. It was a way for the white majority to be able to name and incite who was white. So it was One Drop, which is one thirty-second. One thirty-second of Negro or African blood would make that person Negro or African, whatever the classification they used at the time. I hear people say we're in a post-racial society. The reality is, in order to get beyond something, you have to understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And where in your education, where have you been required to learn about race? They don't teach it. No. It is the foundation of this country. We have to talk about race. We have to talk about racial difference. It is just a flat-out lie for us to believe that we've moved beyond race. Is she saying the that race is the foundation of our country? Yes. Hmm. Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, a fact check false on that. That's what you may want, lady, but no. No, that's not what the foundation is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, hmm, indeed. <laughs> what do we do with these people? I, I can understand where she's coming from. Well, I think I don't think she's saying it, it. How can I say this? Um, it's you're in the club or you're not. And we saw right. this with Abraham Lincoln on the things we it, he talked about. It was always this was supposed to be set up as a white nation. Yes. 
So I think that's the point of view she's trying to make. Or that's how I take. Okay. I, I can't speak for her, mm-hmm. but that's how I received it. That it's was set up to be uh, inclusive for a one group of people. Right. And even your even the great emancipator <laughs> thought that way. So it's it's like wow. Um, but we're gonna find out you can be grafted in, uh, and this by not like I said, cut. And we gotta get away from color. Yeah. That's why I want this. This show is not. This is not about cut. Black is not about color, and we're gonna find that out later on in the show. But the book I referred to when we were having our conversation was our kind of people mm-hmm. uh, that spoke about passing in detail, and it was written by Lawrence Otis. Uh, Graham, and before we get into him speaking, I want to to qualify that he's, you know, to prove that he's qualified to speak on this topic. I want to get into his bio. Um, Lawrence Otis Graham is a nationally known attorney and commentator on race, politics, and class in America. A contributing editor at U.S. News and World Report, he is the author of 12 other books, including Member of the Club and Proversity, Getting Past Face Value, as an article, as well as articles in the New York Times, Essence, and Glamour. A graduate of Princeton and Harvard Law School, Graham is best known for appearing on the cover of New York Magazine after leaving his Manhattan law firm and going undercover as a busboy at a discriminatory country club in Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. He also appeared on the cover for his story, Harlem on My Mind. In addition to teaching African-American studies at Fordham University and American government at Dutchess Community College, Graham has worked at the White House and Ford Foundation. He is active with the Council on Foreign Relations, <laughs> Council on Economic Priorities, Westchester Holocaust Commission, what? Urban League, Boy Scouts, Red Cross, NAACP, and Rotary International, an alumnus of Jack and Jill, the son of a link, and a member of the Boule. Graham is uniquely qualified to write about the black upper class. Did that? Did you just slip that in, or is that no? That's just like just uh, hey, f you, Boule. No, oh, he his book goes all into all of the groups, the Jack and Jill, the Boule. I mean, this is that's fantastic. This is like the Bible of the Boule, or one of them, uh, one of the books in the Bible of the Boule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you, he's highly qualified. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> to speak of the the black elite. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you know who you're hearing from when we uh, talk about Mr. Lor- uh, Lawrence Otis Graham. Uh, so w- he's going to get into the origin of the black elite. And also to see some of the distinctions, because a lot of people have looked at my book and they, they've seen that a lot of the photos are of light-complexion black folks. And they say, well, why are all the blacks light-complexion? And historically, the black upper class has been light-complexion because the group started from slavery when the slave owners divided us on the plantations into the 
excuse my French, the field niggers and the house niggers, and that was the term that was used, um, where they had the, the dark-skinned slaves working in the, in the, the worst labor, and then the light-skinned slaves working in the quote-unquote prestige slave jobs as the mammies, the cooks, the butlers, the servants. Um, and of course, those were the ones who were also forced to procreate with the white slave owners, thus creating uh, um, more light-skinned offspring, still slaves nevertheless, but they were also the ones who got the better treatment, um, the better food, clothing, and also the ones who ultimately were allowed to be educated. So it was that caste system that really created the black upper class. Um, and I guess um, the mistake of many members of this group was uh, was buying into this whole concept that 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 there was a superiority based upon a lighter complexion. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back to me now. I mean, how do you get how do you move beyond that that has been in place for hundreds of years and gradually has been shoveled into everybody's heads? It's, I mean, it's not an easy undoing. I played this clip to show the intra divide yo, of the yo, group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we so, talked so about So we haven't got yeah. to passing yet. <laughs> we just talk about light, fair skinned black people against you know the darker black people so they already had separated themselves out into their own uh into their own class yeah the cast really i mean yeah 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 i think it's a better term and we've seen this in south africa because you have your blacks yeah you're colored i'll say it again you're colored yeah color people (laughs) people of color (laughs) color people so I have this weird notion that people of color is a level up from black. Okay. Yeah, I see. So you got black, then you got color, then you got color, <laughs> then you got color, then you, then you white. got. Wait, no, no. It should be, I think it's different. It's black, okay. colored, people of colored, uh, then, then you get to eventually to white. I think that I well, think there's people of color and color is the same thing. That's, I mean, what, that's what we uh, that's what we always joke about. So, but it's they're installing this <laughs> this very I'm sorry, subtle. Uh, uh, just uh, for me, it's different if someone says colored is different than uh, it's even different than colored people. Colored just sound that that just sounds like a slur, man. Yeah, it, it is. I so know, that's but why it, they had to soften it up with, with people. People, of. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. All right. But but it's still the same. God, it's all fucked structure up. Structure <laughs> in South Africa. <laughs> but I'm just up. showing you that it's like because when you notice how we always hear when people are affluent or of some uh, means, yeah, they always say black and then they follow it right up immediately with people of color. It's like a dog whistle. Right. To say, oh, people of color. So I'm not black. I put myself in with Asians and Indians and Hispanics. You know, I, I'm I'm one level above above being black. Right. That, this, that's just my opinion. But I I see this setting up. <laughs> as, um, but and this goes back there to the calorie plan. And I mean, we talked about that. Right. Before. But it also works the other way around. I mean, uh, Kamala Harris uh, will proudly say she's a woman of color insinuating right. that she's black or African-American, which she's not. 
So it's misused oh. up and down. Yeah, it's, it's a safe, it's a safe space. It's a nice <laughs> it little it's landing like a, spot. It's like a neutral spot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just pointing this out because I want to show the progression how you get to passing. It was like you already had <laughs> you already had pr- privileges. Yeah. Uh, we don't we'll call, we'll call it light privilege, not white privilege. Um, so you already had light privilege, but that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough for you. Uh, you had to turn your back completely on your lineage. And this is I'm going back to where the rub is <laughs> when, when um, uh, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones made her statement. This is a lot. This is this is a rub for people. Yeah. It's like it, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough to be have light privilege. You had to go all the way and and go uh, for and go for passing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. So let, let's get into um, uh, 1.2. But that is why when you look at the earlier classes of graduates from Howard and Spelman and Fisk and Morehouse and schools like that, as well as the early members, I mean, as you can see on the cover of the book at a cotillion in 1952, that, that, the, um, that the 17-year-old um, young women who are graduating from the school, for, um, graduating and going to this cotillion um, in Manhattan, were light-complexion women. So that is how this caste system got started. And, um, but, and why we have such things as the brown paper bag and ruler test, which was also an important aspect of this community. We've spoken about the brown paper bag test, which was actually mm-hmm. at the historically black colleges. Uh, I don't know, but what was the ruler test? I don't, I don't remember if we talked about I the think ruler it's, test. I think it's the same thing. It's, oh, okay. the, it's, it's more of, the, you know, a ruler is that light, light wood color. Oh, okay. Oh, so, the uh, color of the ruler. Yes, I got you. Right. Well, and th- just to go back to the, and I, the, I think the best system we compare this to is the South African system, which they had the pencil test, which is not about color, more it's the hair texture. If they could put a pencil in your hair and it falls out, then you can be considered colored and not black. Wow. So this is instant. And, and, and we had one of our, our producers write into us about the same thing in India. Oh, so yeah. I'm this sure is not, it's like that in India. This, yeah. is, this, is, this, this is white supreme. This is the globalist. Yes. It's like, this, this is, is what the, you need to aspire to. Yes, the true white supremacy is pushing for this. And the true yes. white supremacy comes from the lineage of the old families. The old families who have run the show for hundreds of years. The blood. The blood, that's right. The blood. So, so that's your German families, your British families, uh, some Russian families. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the families. Families and bloodlines all throughout history. Correct. So he brought up two things. One, you caught on to the brown paper bag. And as you, as you accurately stated, we talked about it. But I have the clip where we talked about it. And he also mentioned a school in there that we talked about, Fisk. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's dad. And this is from show nine, uh, speaking on colorism. Uh, fortunately, we had scrimmaged. Uh, a little small black school, you know, larger schools, scrimmage, small black schools or play them in an initial year season. And uh, this coach at Fisk University uh, whispered in my ear, 
because I, I play very well in the scrimmage, that if I ever wanted to go to Fisk University, to just call him. And I remembered that. So you transferred to Fisk? Transferred to Fisk. But Fisk had the color, the, the brown paper bag test? Brown paper bag test. This is a real thing? Oh, absolutely. It's a very I, known thing in the black community, uh, the I remember paper uh, bag test. I remember Azalea Banks was lightening her skin at one point, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the brown paper bag test and how black guys respect the brown paper yeah, bag. well-known fact in the... the I had never heard of it until she said it. I didn't realize how far back it goes. Yeah. So they pulled out a brown paper bag? No, how it worked, this is... Uh, I transferred in 1972. Okay. Uh, and how? And it was the last class uh, that they did the brown paper bag. And they were asked you for a photo you had to submit with your registration. And they would put the photo up against the brown paper bag. Okay. And Fisk was a was a black, primarily a black school? It was all black, all 100% black. black. So you have a 100% black school that would not admit dark-skinned people if they were not athletes. That's absolutely right. Or if they were women and they had uh, very prominent families of very wealthy families that donated a significant amount of money to the school. Yeah, this has got to be my one of my favorite stories from the show. <laughs> Historically <laughs> black, all black, all black college in my lifetime. Sorry, son. Too black. Can you believe that? That's eight years before I was born. Mo, We're it, not talking about no. 1872. Mo, that was only 10 years before I went to college. You could have gotten a Fisk. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. If I just, uh, uh, just tan that, a little bit, I would have been uh, good to go. It's crazy. That goes to show you that that wasn't good enough for you. They had their own existence. I mean, their own structure, culture, uh, universities, and that still wasn't enough. Have so they? Have, I'm have, just have, out the story. Have they ever <laughs> admitted to this? Have they ever publicly said, "Wow, we did that, and we shouldn't do that, and we'll never do that again"? And we abolished it then and then. Have they ever really come clean on that, Fisk University? I haven't seen a formal, I haven't seen a formal apology. Mm. Uh, and they probably won't. Uh, and something else I want to point out that he says, like, if you were good at athletics, had enough money, you could get access. Uh, that's right. even to this day with passing. Yeah. Uh, we see with OJ, they remember the statement, I'm not black, I'm OJ, Tiger Woods, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. these kind of things that when you're so successful that white society would kind of graft you in uh, as it's a, it's a term they use a pre-qualifier of successful black man. That That means something different. Right. Right. It's kind of like when they say, oh, you're different. You know, like when people tell you that, oh, you're different. <laughs> so it's, oh, yeah, you can, you're allowed a society. But I digress on that point. But I'm just going to show you, I'm laying out the case of why I was so adamant and other people were so adamant about people passing and then coming back. Right. It's like you could have been had light privilege and stayed black or kept your lineage. 
uh, we're going to use loosely use that word black. Well, uh, uh, so so when, and I remember when we were talking about this. We were talking. Mm-hmm. It was in the context of reparations, as we heard in that True. Karen Hunter show clip. Now, do you think that there are people coming back now because it's uh, trendy? I think if large sums of, sums of money start to be handed out, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, I, yes, I, I agree. If money is being handed out, and uh, as I understand, uh, the CEO of BET has calculated fourteen trillion would be uh, the number. I'm sure you saw that that story. Yeah, I saw that. And um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Laura Ingram. She's not having that. <laughs> At all. So I was like, nah, you see? This is why it's tangible. It's not, we're not going from one party to the other. We're not, it's, what do you have to me to offer me for my vote? Well, okay. Transaction. So, all right. So before I let you go on, so what, what, okay, okay. What has now happened in this election year is, the uh, Democrats are now uh, taking advantage of this as if they weren't behind it in the first place, but taking advantage of this and saying, mm-hmm. clearly, you can only be with us. Can't you see? We are the ones with you. Obviously, all those others, th- those guys, are. you should not be voting for them. And I think that message is hitting home, Mo. I think they don't have a leg to stand on. I agree, but I think that the mind control is so strong that it's hitting home. I think it's hitting home with people that were going to vote anyway. These younger people, I I really think they're disenchanted with the whole political process. Oh, yeah. The, and and, and what we're yes, seeing now, these, these protests that's turning into riots, or are bigger about they started out as black people being outraged about a black man being killed in the most heinous way probably possible uh, with imagery that strikes that I, I, I alluded to before but once we came out it's like yeah let's get once we open that door as my analogy I always use yeah <laughs> Other people came flying through that door yep. and left us holding the door. And grabbed the iPhones and all the Louis Vuitton bags because we, we saw who was going in. It's just right. like mainly uh, white kids. That's what I it's saw. true. And, and the ones that are antagonizing the cops. White. The ones that are getting all in their face. Yep. Are, are, are white kids or, you know, uh, I mean, you got I me. Mean, it's kind of hard to tell, but I mean, yeah. No, I can tell. Non-black. Just and, say non-black. Just say not because I mean, they could be right. Non-black. Uh, non-black. Yeah. Non-male. How about that? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's white girls standing in front of the cops with their phone, taunting them so that they can get some kind of cred or whatever it is when they get pushed away or tear gassed or. I. It's a very odd phenomenon. I love seeing people who are walking up to and say, "Hey, hey, hey come here." And just grabbing these kids and pulling them back. You insane? Get out of here. So, th- this is what we're seeing. Uh, one of the people that we talked about on the show, so we're going to get into who passes now. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and, if, and if they're entitled to it. Uh, we played this clip, clip maybe a couple times. 
but it's 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 relevant to this conversation. Uh, and this is uh, was J. Edgar Hoover black? One of the most disliked white men in the black community allegedly was black himself. That rumor doesn't surprise those who observe some of those blacks who pass over and become white bigots to cover their tracks, or perhaps they just suffer from self-hatred. But it sent Millie McGee back to her family tree in Macomb, Mississippi, to see if the man who became synonymous with the FBI and hatred of Martin Luther King Jr. was himself her cousin, who had gone through the special Underground Railroad built from the South to Washington, D.C., for blacks who looked white enough to live as white people. Thank you very much for being with me. Thank you for having me. Your book, uh, Secrets Uncovered, J. Edgar Hoover, Passing for White. And I said passing for white because there's a question mark. Why the title, Passing for White, question mark? Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and I remember looking at J. Edgar Hoover's picture going like, wow, I never really considered that. And this is a, a phenomenon with people that pass, and not all people that pass. And there's different stories and origin stories that of people and how they end up passing. So I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush. Right. But there is a segment of passers that are self-loathing and become bigots themselves to prove that they are part of the club. Yeah. It's, uh, and we, and I want to tie it back into what's going on now. You hear this, it's anecdotal evidence, but you hear it a lot about some black police that they're the worst to get pulled over oh. because they're trying to prove that they're not given. That they're, 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 the they're not giving any. They're not giving any breaks. Uh, even even further than that, that it's like overcompensation, right? And they think that that's what they need to do to prove that they're part of the club. So I think this is kind of the mindset of J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be found out, so it's it's self preservation. It's um. To prove that not to get found out, I have to maintain a hard line, right? Um, we see this oftentimes with closeted homosexuals, right? They're very hateful. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, towards other homosexuals, so it, it's the same phenomenon. It's this closeted thing that causes them to be hyper aggressive. And and J. Edgar now, Hoover had a twofer in that because not what? only was he passing, but he was also uh, it was rumored that he was uh, a uh, homosexual, also, but also that he was just a cross dresser, uh, which at the time, of course, would not have been uh, acceptable. Certainly not from the, the the first guy to run the FBI. So and now it's, it goes a lot to his psyche, right? I mean, yeah. you carrying that kind of baggage around. In, uh, he's got insane, yeah. These type of people, and I'm going to use this term, and maybe it's not uh, the most uh, accepted term, but these kind of people are seen as race traitors. Because not only did you pass and just live your life, you know, uh, as the, you know, whatever you could pass as, you are trying to cause harm to the people you left behind. And that's the most disgusting. And, and, and if J. Edgar Hoover was alive 
and he tried to go and claim uh, his reparation check that he would might be entitled to. Yeah, that would not that these, would not work out too well. <laughs> right, and these are the worst case scenarios where people start to, you know, uh, paint you know to use as you know examples of why you have the ten year rule. Which the ten year rule is not. I want to be clear: the ten year rule is not my rule. But I'm explaining how it's, but it's, it's how people think about it. And I understand it's, it's right. what it says more is it's not about 10 years or five years or one year. It's like, Hey, you turned your back. That's it. Bye-bye. It's not that you turned your back and see it, people think it's you turned your back on your, your color. It's not your color. I didn't, I didn't say that. I said you turned your back. No, I didn't, no, I didn't say that. No, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't say you said that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, elaborating on on what you said, okay. it's not color that you turned your back on. You turned your back on your history, father your or history, your mother, your lineage, and your grandparents. That is the most disgusting thing in my mind. I am so proud to be my father and mother's child. I can never imagine, even if, um, say for instance, they did something heinous, right? I would still not disconnect myself from them. Uh, now, to go back to what's going on now, we saw this with um, the cop's wife. I don't. She quickly. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't follow that part. Oh, she she's filing for divorce. Uh huh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Once so, to be married to an animal. Right, uh, but that's still the father of your kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm, what I'm saying is, we see these things playing out, and I just want, like I said, th- this is going to weave in and out <laughs> of the current event that's going on now. But I just want to show examples of mindset of how people easily depart from. I don't care. Like I said, my I couldn't imagine anything where I would disown my parents. It's interesting that, um, you know, there's another version of this uh, from another Mm -hmm. persecuted group historically, which is Jews, who um, many have changed their name to sound less Jewish or, in fact, not Jewish at all. Uh, And I I wonder how that's viewed by uh, by old school Jews. I have no idea if they feel like it's turning your back on them or not. Or uh, or and it was, or denying your 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 lineage and your history. And when you said that, it, it it brought a thought to my brain of a movie with Michael Keaton. I can't remember the name of it, but he was terminally ill in the movie. Uh, he had moved out to Hollywood. I think he was Polish, and he had a Polish last name, and he changed it. And in the movie, his father was like, "How could you change your last name?" Like, I mean, that's big. I don't think people understand how important and maybe in this world, maybe it's not now, <laughs> but maybe I come from an antiquated time, mm. but my last name lends to itself to my grandfather and his father and his, you know, that's what links me to them. I didn't realize that facts had such a long lineage as a name. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my life, I think, was the movie you're talking about. The uh, Michael my life, Keaton. Yes. Yeah, my, uh, and yeah. then in that, I'm just going to just land that out that this is not a exclusive to black phenomenon. That 
when you give up your name, that that would be the most hurtful thing that my children could do. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I digress on that. Um, let's finish up with the Hoover situation. Because when we first, when I first started writing the book, I did not realize that J. Edgar Hoover was actually in my lineage. And I was told it was rumors in the family that he was and just rumors. So I knew that I had to put question mark until I did some research and made out for sure that he was a part of the family. Now, this is a pretty serious charge. Uh, and not because there's anything wrong with being black, but because uh, of the other implications. Uh, do you feel comfortable uh, making this charge that J. Edgar Hoover, are you saying, in effect, he was black? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, in effect, that I'm a black woman and he is in my family lineage. He is a part of my family. Uh, I don't necessarily like it. Uh, I didn't even know it when I started it. But when I found it out, I was looking for my great-great-grandmother, who is Emily Allen, who had babies by his ancestors. And after doing my research, after two and a half years of research, I have, without a shadow of a doubt, in my heart and the documents, showing that he is a part of our lineage. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he must have been more than 32%, though, during the, uh, the 130, 132nd. Yeah, so yeah, he had to be. Yeah, uh, when, when you do that, yeah, he likes like sounds more like one eighth. Yeah, maybe one sixteenth. That that that, that one eighth would be you. Your great one of your great grandparents were. Yeah, right. So so four would be your grandparents. Eighth would be your great grandparents, and so maybe sixteenth would be your right. great great right. grandparents. So yeah, he he falls. In Shit goes the, it goes fast though, man. If you mess around with ancestry dot com, <laughs> you drag in a couple of people. Like before you know it, wow, I'm at sixteen hundred now. I'm in Ireland. What the hell am I doing here? It goes real fast. That's only that's only that's <laughs> that's only like you know great 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 grandparents. And before you know it, you're all the way. You're before America. It's crazy. It doesn't take long, especially a man of his age. Right. It really doesn't take. It really didn't take long. Uh. Yeah, so that's Jagger Hoover. Uh, another prominent figure that we cover on this show, and this was from uh, show nine. Like I said, we I'm just surprised how many times we we danced around this this passing stuff. phenomenon. Yes, it's it, it's, 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 it's the, the the double entendre of passing. Like we right we pass by it. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but, but um, we had a clip of Oprah on the pressure of passing for white. And uh, certainly the whole passing thing, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother subject, the passing thing. But you know, the thing about passing for those who did pass, and Lita was saying this for in her family, once you pass, the decision to pass means you're giving up your whole entire family, you know, that you, you can never go back. Because you all understand that, right? Because if you're passing, you just can't have your black mother show up. <laughs> You just cannot explain four black women in your kitchen all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that lends to what I'm saying about you have to give up your family. Right. So to to do that and then come back, that's 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 a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Passing on the pass. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
it's it's really it's irksome to me. It's very it irks me so much, and I can't wrap your head around it. Uh, but well, in, uh, in uh, fairness, uh, in fairness, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, how, how many examples of people doing this do we do, do you have? We don't know. That's the that's the thing. Um, I mean, we, we've we've talked about a couple in the in the course of uh, the past, you know, thirty some odd episodes. We're, we're talking, yeah, we're talking about elite people, though. We're everyday fair skinned people. We don't know. It's because it's so easily. I mean, we don't. We don't. We have to look at it too. We don't live in the age that we live now with a social media footprint and. Um, how you can search records and everything like that. Well, I'm talking like it, Sean King, you know, people like this. What? Well, he exactly. So I, I, I put him in, uh, in an elite class, you know, the elite media class, I guess. And, but he's allowed to. That's the that's the weird thing. He's a, he's allowed, but he will be reverse passing though. I think that's why he is allowed to. Uh, it's not like he left and came back. I think it's the leaving and coming back. Right. Th- that's the problem. It's like you left for benefits. And the only reason you return back is for benefits. Right. But are so there, that, but are there, makes you but very are there any, disingenuous. But are there any people who have returned back for some great benefits that I'm unaware of? No, because the benefits haven't been there. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, you can't show me a single a single passing person who's like, "Hey, I think it's time to go back and be black." This seems like a perfect time to be black. No, nah, <laughs> because you get a, it's like a cloak. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the reasoning for passing. I'm not I'm not beating up on these people completely. Because there is some justification, and some people actually stumble into passing. Hmm. So we're gonna, we're going to get into that as well. Uh, but I guess this is a good time to uh, listen to the second clip from Oprah. Well, you know, I experienced this early when I, you know, I was shifted from one parent to the other, and uh, I came to live in Milwaukee with my mother was uh, rooming with a lady and uh, my mother has, a, has another uh, daughter. So I have a half sister who was light skinned and younger than I. And they were allowed to stay inside the house. And I was forced to sleep outside in the hallway because I was the brown skinned person. And, you know, and my, you know, my mother did it just because otherwise we'd have no place to sleep. But the place was uh, owned by a white, uh, uh, not white, but uh, I thought she was white, Ms. Miller, who also passed and just didn't want the brown-skinned child in her house. It's just really racism passed on to ourselves. That's what it really is in a, in a very strong way. That, yeah. That's the key point. <laughs> and I, I, I love this. I love this, uh, this topic because it's not something you hear often about uh, very often. I mean, at all. Uh, and it affects mm-hmm. everybody. And particularly if you have uh, black people uh, passing, mm-hmm. Uh, I think in many cases it uh, it's uh, quite a shame. This could be a lot of really smart, helpful people. And as we said before, they they were already gifted with light privilege. Now I will say this because I don't want to make this a colorist issue. Some of the most 
adamant and forceful and outspoken black leaders have been of fair skin. When you look at Adam Clayton Powell, when you look at Malcolm X, I mean, his mother was almost, she could have easily passed. Right. So, um, I'm, that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's the point that there's a segment, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to make this very clear, there is a segment of people that pass that are racist. Yeah. And that's where, once again, no, you can't come back. You you stay over there. You went over there, you stay over there, because um, it just, it just, it, it doesn't do well. But that's not the case for everybody. That's that's not the case for everybody. Um, so now we're gonna get back to uh Lawrence Otis Graham, the Super Boule brother, uh, and he gets into the or, uh, more into the origin of the Black Elite. Uh, during my six years of researching our kind of people, I also noticed that. This is a very insular group. These are folks who do not socialize outside of their own community. And when I say their own community, they don't socialize um, in church or in social situations or business settings outside of the people that they consider to be their kind of people. For example, when I was in Philadelphia, I would ask people, um, was, was Bill Cosby a member of the black upper class in Philadelphia? And Almost uniformly, these old families said, absolutely not. He's an entertainer. So that was another um, aspect that I found within this group was that they didn't like entertainers. They didn't like people who had made money through sports. They wanted people um, as a part of their group who had had gotten money through, through medicine, through law, through business. So it was a very, very um, exclusive group. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Wow, Bill. I mean, of course, now in hindsight, good on them. But oh yeah, Bill Cosby. Interesting that they he would be shunned. And I guess it's it's the same with all every elite group. I guess. Yeah, and and we had this conversation about Donald Trump yeah, that exactly. he wasn't allowed. He was allowed to play, but uh, they really didn't like him. They just liked him hanging around with his money. It was kind of fun. But they but they really didn't be like taking serious as a. You know, as, a as a player, blue blood. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> as a player, yeah. no, not at all. Right. So this goes to show you it's not about money. And these, a large group of, okay, I mean, how can I say this? This is where a large group of your pastors came from because they interbred with each other based off of appearance and color and those kind of things, hair texture, to the point where they could easily just slip into, you know, the other part of society. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm pointing out with the, the, the black elite. And it's like you had your own <laughs> group. Yeah. But that wasn't, wasn't, that, that, wasn't that, good that, enough. enough. Wasn't good enough. You kept other people out. I mean, I don't care how much but Bill money Bill Cosby has. I mean, we're talking about in the 90s, so Bill was a major, major, you know, uh, uh, player. Bill Cosby. And he was pushing, and he was pushing the boule mindset. 
the, to America. In the 90s, when I was at MTV and Bill Cosby was really height of his career, um, I, I knew uh, a guy who did his booking. He would literally mm-hmm. uh, take a cab to his first gig. He would uh, sit on a chair backwards, 45 minutes, do his thing, $100,000, and he'd walk to the next one, and he'd do three of those in a night. In Manhattan, three in a night sometimes. On top of the TV money, which he had. It was crazy. Two of the most popular shows. Yeah. And not only popular in viewership, I'm talking about popular in mindset. Influential. Very influential. A lot of black people went to college based off different worlds. Yeah. So we're, we're talking. So I think he was trying to show that he was of that uh, ilk and he could be allowed in. And that probably, that probably irked him a lot. Yeah, pro- that like, probably you know, played right into why he did a lot of that. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess we can continue on with um, Lawrence and, and, and 3.1. So I wrote about Alice Mason, did some research, and I found that Alice Mason is a real estate broker in New York City where she um, sells apartments uh, valued only um, above a million and a half dollars. So that's the only clientele she has is people that are spending a million and a half dollars or more on apartments. So clearly a very wealthy clientele. And I also knew that she was friends of Brooke Astor and a lot of, and, and Barbara Walters and a lot of New York socialites. So I wrote about this in the, in the book, but when it first came out, folks from Philadelphia called me up and they said, oh, great, Alice Mason's finally come out of the closet. And um, I said, well, what do you mean come out of the closet? And they said, oh, well, I guess we neglected to tell you that she's been living as white for the last um, 35 years. And, yeah, they had forgotten to tell me that little fact. Um, so uh, it, it's unfortunately still a part of within many, within many of these families. There are one or two cousins or uncles or aunts um, that who've chosen to make that decision. Obviously, it was in greater number at a time when it was economically necessary wow so this is a thing yeah it's it's a major thing and now it's this i think now the safe space is not white anymore because we well of what we oh no previously talked no about kidding. No kidding. so now it's, it's multi, <laughs> now the past is multiracial yeah. uh uh, what's the other word they want to use? Multiculti. Um, I'd say multiculti. Multi, yeah, multi, multicultural. Multiculti, multiracial. Diverse background. Yep. Uh, racially ambiguous is another one. Ooh, racially uh, ambiguous. <laughs> this is yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, they just slide right, you know, because I'm right, right now, you can't really go full white. <laughs> you never want to go full white. No, 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 never, <laughs> never, never want to go full white. You know that. Never go full white. Of course not. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I come from a diverse background. You know, these are the, these are the, the yeah, the, the things they the, the terms, the and, terms you want to use. Yep. And now that's where people of color is that safe landing spot. Uh, yeah. That well, okay. Hold on. From a, you're so right. From a broader perspective, if you look at it right now, today, I, and I would say across the globe, 
You don't want to be ultra white and you don't want to be ultra black. You want to be kind of mishmash in the middle. That is, it's a broad safe space, but that's, it seems like that, the, the two extremes are, are in trouble. Perfect example. Perfect example is Meghan Markle. Yes. When I saw her, on, I mean, because I used to watch Suits, the television show mm-hmm. she was popular on, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hmm." But I was looking, maybe she's Latina, or you know, that kind of. I mean, it, it, she could go. That's what we call. That's perfect example of racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. But in the storyline, they had wrote in that she was biracial. So I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Right. But she was safe enough to be grafted in, or she thought she was, to the bloodlines. Yeah, it seems like that was an issue. <laughs> it didn't well, quite work. Who knows but, what didn't work out there. And how is Harry being handled for turning his back on his lineage? Oh, yeah. No, he's cut out forever. But, of course, you know, he already he already was kind of not really part of the club with his the ginger thing is a dead giveaway so these two these two degenerates they might as well go live in Scandinavia and get away from us good riddance to them but you see when he came out publicly to say I want to give up my royal um, claim mm-hmm. he was shunned oh yeah and you know, and, and, you know uh, so th- I'm just going to show you again <laughs> this yeah. is not exclusive right to, to the black experience. Um, so we stopped at 3.1. Let's go ahead and get into 3.2. My parents had grown up in Memphis in the segregated South, and they would tell me stories of when they were shopping at Goldsmiths, um, which is one of the, was one, well, still is a big department store, but back in the 50s, they couldn't try on blacks, couldn't try on shoes, couldn't try on hats. So they, um, so some people decided if they, if they needed to, they would just pass in order to, to try on a dress or, or do whatever they needed to do. Um, or, or if they wanted to sit um, downstairs in the air-conditioned part of a movie theater or to go swimming in a particular pool. Yeah. This is how people slip. That's why I was saying it. Sometimes it wasn't intentional or wasn't out of a place of malice. Right. It was, man, I really like those shoes. But, you know, I had a wide foot. <laughs> so, uh, yes, um, if you don't ask, I'm not going to tell. You know, like, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. You know, um, hold on a second. Yeah, let me get those. In- oh, what is this yeah. wide foot business that I know nothing about? No, 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 I'm just saying, no, there's nothing. No, I'm just, I have a wide foot. So I have to try on shoes. <laughs> certain shoes I can't wear. So I'm just put myself in, in their shoes. Okay. And, like, if I could easily try those shoes on just to make my day a lot simpler where I don't have to return them. Yeah. Uh, and the shoe, uh, the shoe, uh, salesman doesn't catch on. And that's why I said this. Some people like kind of stumble into passing. Right. Where they get all of a sudden they get some, uh, some actual, uh, benefit and like, Oh crap. Okay. I'll, I'll take this. Right. It's, it's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that worked. I'm not going to, if you don't say nothing, I'm not going to say nothing. Right. Uh, let me slide down here to the air conditioning part of the, part of the theater. And then <laughs> nobody tells me to move. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I think I, I want to be fair here. And I want to paint everybody as a J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to show how people just kind of maybe 
one one occurrence here, one occurrence there. And before you then know you it, move to another town. Mm-hmm. You might fall in love with somebody, and it's like, eh, let me not say anything. Let me not rock the boat. Right. So I don't like. Yeah, I don't. But when the rubber meets the road, I can never go back home. I can never tell them about my grandfather or grandmother. Yeah, well, so, that's a, that's a decision people are making for themselves, I guess. But, yeah. it, 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 it is, but I'm just saying, once again, it's, you may have stumbled into passing, but at some point, you, accept you had it to be, then, com- yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, you, you <laughs> make a conscious then the denial decision. Happens. Then, yeah. then the denial happens. Yeah. So I think we stopped at uh, 3.2. And as he pointed out, the shoes, the you know, the hat, you know, you want to try go to a swimming pool. Uh, you want to sit in the air conditioned part of the theater. I found this interesting clip from uh, it was a little mini documentary of uh, I'm not black, I'm OJ, and it's with Chris Rock, and he gives an example that's way more harsh, <laughs> and maybe explains why people may have passed. My mother in South Carolina. Not too long ago. My mother, not my great-grandmother, they, you couldn't, they wouldn't let black people go to the dentist. So she had to, all the black people in town got their teeth taken out by the vet. Ugh. Said to go to the vet, okay? And not only did they have to go to the vet to get their teeth removed, they had to go to the back door because God forbid the white people found out that they were using the same utensils or whatever the hell, the same equipment on niggas that were going on their dogs. Okay. That's my mother. It's not like some old, this is not like George Washington Carver or some shit. This is my mother. Wow. So imagine if that's your reality and you can get around that, uh, you can get decent health care. Um, or you can walk down the street without being harassed. Ima- imagine, I-, I-, I wonder this sometimes. If there was some invention <laughs> where you could walk down the street and not be harassed or, or mentally think you're going to be harassed. Mm-hmm. Because I don't move like that. I don't, I don't move where, oh, I can't go here. Oh, right. I can't go there, and 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 that's that's a freedom that my father gave me, right? I mean, he gave me the talk, but then he's like, "You got to live life." Yeah, you know, you can't live life scared. Um, but a lot of people were raised to be scared, as we heard the talk given on yes. the show in a different way. So, if those people were allowed to be given a mechanism. That can make them invisible, because that's that's what it really is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Because we let's go back to the Corona thing and the mask. Mm -hmm. When you walked into that store and you didn't have that mask on, yep. All of a sudden, stink eye. The what was the what was the what was the what did that mean? Oh, you're a Trump supporter. Oh, you you know you're 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 all right. 
oh, you're anti-science. <laughs> yes, all yes, things, all of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just from you being you in your natural state. Now, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine my natural state is a, is skin color. I, I got gotcha. you. I feel you. I, I, I totally do. But it's it, it it's, a lot of people wore the mask, and even me. Yeah. Well, what, what uh, what's always shocking is then you hear a story like that from Chris Rock, or as we're talking about uh, um, uh, about the paper bag test, brown paper bag test. Mm-hmm. That this is in our lifetimes, Mo, yours and mine. That that's that's what y'all y'all's that's what kills me, man. It's like what. This is all so recent. And you, know, you, you kind of grow up thinking, ah, we fixed all that. We were doing something, 68, whatever, it's all done. It's not. And that's the danger of just glossing over history. Yeah. Because now we don't see why people, no, not act, everybody was raised like me yeah. as a free thinker and a proud, quote unquote, black man. Um, to be honest, I don't want to be anything but what I am. Yeah. Never would I want to be anything what I am. I, I, never. Uh, because that's the way I was raised. Um, I embrace who I am. But a lot of people is just like, if I could just be invisible from not even if it's reality or not. Well, we can, we've seen where it is a reality. But I'm going to say this. This is part of the reason why black people spend so much money on retail items. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Jordans. It's not. It's because it's like, hey, I'm I'm I, I deserve to be here. You know, I, I'm one of you, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a it's a it's a costume. To say I fit in, right? I, I fit in. Just accept me. Really? Because um, I've I've never uh, heard that explicitly explained that way. Yes. Is it, it, anything we can put on to say? Now, I'm not saying it's for everybody. No, but of the course people not. People that go out of their way. Uh, you have some people that wear a suit all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it's not <laughs> appropriate to wear a suit or yeah. the preppy attire, because it's like. If I can put this on, maybe I'll just be just enough. Maybe they won't see it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> huh. But of course, and it's it 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 it, it gets cart you know uh, almost characterized when you when you look at uh, a lot of these a lot of hip hoppers. You know, then they go crazy mm-hmm. with the bling. It goes all the way, it goes you know all nuts, and it's become its own thing. Well, well, the other thing is is that reactive. It's like now it can work both ways because it's well, if that's white, I want to be the most opposite thing of white. So I'm gonna be, you know, dressed in another way. But when I'm when I'm talking about the Gucci and the, you know, those hot items, I'm talking about the ones that white people typically wear. And there is a white Gucci and a black Gucci. Oh, yes, there sure, is. For, yes. for sure. For, oh, for yes, sure. there is. Gucci, Gucci clan, Gucci clan. Yeah, oh, you bet there is. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. Um, hmm. just, just imagine, you, you, your, your grandparents had to go to the back door of the vet because 
the back door. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I, I don't want that. I don't want that. Those black tools touching my dog. I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, as I always do, I start to dig. Right <laughs> on. I, I went down this rabbit hole, and I found this movie from 1949. Okay. That spoke about passing. And it was called Pinky, and it had uh, uh, Janine, I think it's how you say it, Janine Crane. Uh, and, she, mm-hmm. and she's a, I think she's actually a white lady. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they actually use a white lady just to illustrate um, uh, who she is. But she, she well, we get, we'll get a good background. And of course, this is um, of course this is fictional, but the conversation is had between the grandmother and the passing granddaughter. I wanted to use it and maybe provide some context to to how that may have played out. What is it, Pinky? Oh, I wish you'd never sent me away. I mean, you wish you grow up ignorant, no count, good for nothing. You wish you never learn to read and write and make your way in the school. No, but. Don't you see? Yes, Pinky, I do see. Let me say something once and for all and never again. Why is you write me less and less as time go by? Why is it after you go to the hospital I get no letter at all? No, you don't need to say nothing. You think I don't know. You think poor old ignorant woman like me living in a shack like this don't know nothing. But you're wrong, Pinky. I do know. And I know what you've done. And you know, I never told you pretend you is what you ain't. Wow, this is—I uh, had never heard of this movie. This is really interesting. Uh, this is—I'm um, looking at the uh, the IMDb. And, and it was, yeah. Why you looked that up? It was a wave of these movies around this time period. Huh. So I think will you speak to how popular this, how popular it was to pass? It was several movies hmm. that came out. I mean, we're talking about pre-1950 here covering these topics. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, it just, it, just to give some, uh, to flesh out what's happening here, the grandmother is, is uh, uneducated and she she's the stereotypical uh, mammy figure, dark skin, heavyset lady. And her granddaughter is this white lady. I mean, pretty much, I mean, for all intents and purposes, purposes, is a white lady. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I'm not dumb enough to, I'm not that dumb. I know why you stopped writing. I know what you've done. And I never taught you to pretend to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. So I, I want that to be, to land to how maybe that grandparent that you would go and forget about would feel about this. Yeah. Now, like I said, this is fictional, but sometimes even fictional things have uh, some accuracy to it. I can't it's, it's, you, Granny. It just happened. But that's a sin before God and you know it. He was a conductor on the train. He put me back in another car. The white one. But he knowed who you was. I put you where you belong no, myself. No, no, it, it was after that. 
Well, they change conductors. Then why you ain't tell the new conductor? Oh, Granny, I don't know. I was only a child. Then what about school? What about that? Other children talk about their kinfolks, don't they? What you say when they ask you about yours? You tell them who your granny is? Oh, shame. Shame be on your pinky. Denying yourself like Peter denied the good Lord Jesus. Here. Get down. Get down. That's where you belong. Now you tell the Lord what you've done. Ask his forgiveness on your immortal soul. Come on out here and get your breakfast. I don't want to hear another word from you about what you've done again as long as you live. Damn. <laughs> Wow. This whole movie's on YouTube, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is. It's it's on YouTube. It's for free. Yeah, I put it in the show notes for uh, for people to go find. So, this goes to show you how she slipped into passing. She was sitting in the uh, colored section. Right. She didn't get she didn't get put into the other section. Or, no, no. She was in the colored she was, section. Her grandmother, her grandmother put her into the colored right, section. Right, right, right. And then when the, they switched conductors, the conductor told her, like, what are you doing back here? Yeah, you should be up front. Right. And she's like, okay. <laughs> uh, and like I said, this these kind of things, just, uh, I could see this more playing out than somebody's like sinister, like, I'm going to create a whole new identity, right? It's Now, do you, th- now, do you think that this, that if this was, I mean, it's not quite the same because we don't really have segregated train cars. But do you feel still still feel that a lot of people will just hey well I got this benefit by accident I think I'm just going to stick it that keep it that way. Um, like I said, imagine if you could wake up one day and be invisible. Yeah, and I'm not talking about how society actually is on a widespread. Ca- I mean, like everywhere you go, you, you it's very harmful to have that kind of thought process because it's very harmful. But people do have it. And yeah. for the one time you can escape it, I think they enjoy it so much that it's, you know, uh, and I would say that for maybe um, a Sean King or Rachel Dolezal. Right. Maybe the one time they were truly accepted, you know, maybe they were like looked at as funny looking for their race, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then somebody says, well, you know, you should, you, should, people. you should try this black thing for a while. <laughs> right. Because I mean, huh. let's go back to light privilege. And I didn't use that clip, but even Sean King said he he benefits, benefits. from light privilege. Yep. So it's like now I'm accepted finally. So I can see how that can go both ways. Uh, it's, a, it's an accepted thing. Yeah. But in the fact that you're being accepted, you have to deny something. Yes, which will be your true past, your true self. And then, like I said, that's that's where that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um. So let's continue on with Pinky two point one. Then tell him to keep right on looking. I'm not interested. But she'll die. And let her die. I didn't mean that, but Granny, try to understand my side. I only came back here because I hadn't anywhere else to go. I'd forgotten what it was like. I've been away a long time, Granny. I've known another kind of life. I've been treated like a human being. 
Try to understand, Granny, like an equal. Don't you see I can't go back into that house? Haven't I had enough without that? Pinky? I worked long and hard to give you an education. And if they done educated the very hard at you, everything I've worked and slaved so hard for is wrong. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. <laughs> right, right out of it. Oh, I can I can understand both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. I can I can empathize. Also, nineteen forty nine may have been a little different. You know, man, we can't put ourselves in those shoes exactly. Yeah. So you're finally seen as a human for the first time. Yeah. Not a. No, as a subhuman. Well, and that cl- has to l- feel less, good. less than the dogs, you got to go through the back door of the vet. Right. So you can sit, you can sit down, enjoy a cup of coffee. You can go to the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things of that nature. So, um, I can understand, but then I can also understand the grandma. Like I raised you yeah. to be better than this. Yeah. No, and what no, what she says they I, they educated the heart out of you. Yeah, and that I think that hurt more than anything else. Like you're not the person I raised, like your child, like you're not the child yeah. that I crafted and you know and shaped and molded. Are you going to spoil this movie? Are you going to give me the the what happens here? Or, yeah, I know you have one more clip. I want to watch it now. I want to find out what what happens at the end. I'm sure it doesn't end well. No, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, <laughs> uh, because I want people to see it. So I'm just giving you snippets and bits, you know, okay. uh, just to, just to add context. Because I, I I don't have an interview of anybody I can interview to have this conversation with, or you know. To speak on this, but yeah, um, the, the, uh, this last clip, I want to show you how fast you can go from being seen as a human to less than human in a split second. Evening, ma'am. Can we give you a lift? No, thank you. Excuse me, ma'am. You must be a stranger around here. We can't let no white girl walk by herself through this here nigger section. I live in this section. You what? I said I live here. Now, just let me alone. She lives here. Well, what do you know? Who'd ever figure that? Man, that's the whitest dinge I ever saw. Boy, look at that little swamp rabbit goat. Give me that bottle. Ah! Ah! Back here, Come on, back here, Cap. Ah, let her go. 
I'm surprised, uh, Mr. Mo, that you uh, you expose uh, us to this trauma trauma entertainment, <laughs> which you are normally so against. I went to show this only to illustrate how, and like I said, this is fictional. But they went from, ma'am, you need a ride? Yeah. You know, you're in a rough part of town. Yeah, yeah. To she actually says she lives here. That today try to uh, attack her. Yeah. Just didn't change her complexion. <laughs> didn't change her appearance. And I'm sure in 1949, it was like that. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I'm just showing. It's not about color. As it's, that's the key point here. It's I not understand. about color. I understand. It's I understand. about what class or caste system you're in. It's like, oh yeah, you know, oh she's in the lower class, a lower caste, so we mm-hmm. can we can do we can have our way with her. Yeah. And I, I and I do apologize for uh, using trauma based entertainment, <laughs> uh, but this goes to show you this is nothing new either. All the no, way no, from 1949. Absolutely. absolutely. So I mean, so there's some va- there's some value in it, and like I said, I wanted to have a fair representation for a passer because I I, I you know I couldn't interview a passer, so I wanted to hear put some context to why how how they were treated. Okay, now I have a real story now from Megan Kelly of this woman who learned her mother passed as white. A secretive mother, a grandfather she had never met, in a family history that she never suspected. Gail Lukasa could not have predicted what she would discover when she decided to dig into her mother's mysterious past. Watch. This is my mom and dad. And as far as I know, my father went to his grave never knowing my mom's secret. My parents met during World War II. My mom was an absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. My dad, he had a great sense of humor. He served in the Pacific. He was very proud of that. In 1944, after the war, Harold Kalina married Alvera Frederick. They settled in a working-class neighborhood in Parma, Ohio. In 1946, their daughter Gail was born. Throughout her childhood, Gail says her mother mystified her in some ways. She was very meticulous about her makeup. She would wear a light foundation makeup to bed at night, which I thought was a little strange. She would never go out in the sun unless she had a wide brim hat. She would cover her hands with gloves. Really didn't like to be in the sun. But Gail says the biggest mystery was her mother's selective memory when talking about her own father, Ozimar Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) So this is going to show you the streams that people went to to conceal yeah, their wearing, identity, wearing makeup and everything. Yeah, to bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and like they said, they didn't talk about her past. Um, so I guess we'll just let her continue to tell her story. Welcome, Gail. Thank you very much. Great to see you here. So, you did finally work up the nerve to ask your mother about this birth certificate. It took you two years, but you, you <laughs> finally sat down with her. You knew it had to be face to face. Yes, it had to be. I, this is not a conversation you have on the telephone. Yeah. Yeah. And you asked her why, why she's listed as, quote, colored on the birth certificate. I did. I, you know, I told her I'd found her birth certificate. It said colored. 
And she became very indignant with me. And she said, I don't know what birth certificate you have, but mine says I'm white. So I thought, one well, wait a minute. So I said, Mom, I have some other documents that I could show you. The census records, your father's listed as black. And I have a letter from the state of Louisiana saying that COL means colored. Well, she got very quiet, very quiet. And it, she's sitting in this large chair, and it almost seemed like the chair was swallowing her because she got very small. And she looked at me and she said, you have to promise me you will never tell anyone until after I die. And then she said, because how will I hold my head up with my friends if they know? Wow. Holy <laughs> crap. Even to the end. Yeah. Well, then uh, everyone makes their own choices in life. That's an, uh, this, is, this is true. Tough one. And, tough one. It's your choice. It's your choice how you want to live. But I'm just giving context to the conversation that we were having before mm-hmm. of why it's so troubling to have this conversation or to allow the idea of allowing people that pass to come back. Oh, oh, oh and it gets worse in clip three. <laughs> and we're back now with Gail Lukasik, who discovered a whole new family when she uncovered her mother's secret. Her mom had an African-American father, a mixed race mother, and she had run away from her past and had been passing as white since she was a young woman. Gail, thank you again. So talk about those clues like breadcrumbs you wrote about. Well, my mother had some quirky habits that I, you know, as a child, you accept your mother's quirky habits, right? That's my mother. She would never went out into the sun unless she had a hat on, many times gloves. So she avoided the sun. Um, And she never wanted to visit home, which I thought was odd. I asked her one time, can we visit your family in New Orleans? And no, it would depress me too much to visit home. And uh, here's the strangest one for me, is that she always wore makeup to bed, a little light foundation. And as I got older, I did question that. I said, Mom, how come you wear makeup to bed? And she said, well, Gail, you know, you never know if you would get sick in the middle of the night and the ambulance would come and you always want to look your best because you'll get treated better at the hospital. And and this is uh, where I almost have to insert the obligatory. How how did you feel about Michael Jackson? Oh, how did I feel about him? Yeah, you. Or how did everybody feel about him? It was... It was the secret... And this is where... I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) That was a great question. <laughs> oh, no, it's TV. not a great question, but no, it it it, it is because I want to show you how money could buy your way into still being black. Oh, that is a great point because he was so rich <laughs> and so uh, done something. No white thriller twenty what twenty five million albums sold. We weren't putting him up in the racial draft. Hell no. Right. But but clearly oh, no, he was, no 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 no. <laughs> clearly he was trying to to have it multiple ways. Uh, I mean, I'll, true. True. I, I don't deny that. I mean, even to the point of his children, which I'm going to say this here, and oh, I get killed every week. So why why not? Um, those are not his kids. 
Oh, really? You don't think that he's the father? I'm just going off genetics here. Mm -hmm. Look at Michael Jackson's pictures in his childhood. Yeah. Well, his childhood, yeah. Look very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then look at Blanket and Paris and the other one. Yeah. Them I, kids are not melanated at all. No. I, I haven't but, looked at him in a while. <laughs> but I will say this. <clears throat> everybody played alone. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I always called it out like, come on, bro. Right. Mike had the big wide nose. And but, the darts, but, but, the, but, but forget about the kids for a second. Just him. I mean, he was clearly, clearly trying to look white. I mean, he, he, we, there's a million different things we can say why he was doing it. But at least at a certain point, that's what he was all about. Yeah, I don't think he got rejected by uh, by by the blacks. Because he was too valuable. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. He was too valuable to cancel. You you <laughs> that kind of uh, talent <laughs> you can't put in the racial draft. Did, I don't care. I, it, but didn't you, I mean? I mean, I'd, certainly I remember uh, uh, white people would be hanging around like, "Hey, man, Michael, he's great." What is he doing though? What's up with this trying to look like a white person? I mean, was it like a secret? talk y'all had it's like well you know he's, he's too valuable to cancel but holy it, crap what's mike doing oh everybody it was the what what's mike doing but at the same time he was such i mean we're talking about michael jack you talking about bill cosby i mean he dwarfs bill cosby by like i mean yeah but with what so much. But, but, but no hold on a second because it's kind of hypocritical because what is yeah, oh, well on one hand you know it's so so he was influential because of money, fame, music. Uh-huh. Was it was it his actual lyrics that did it? Were his lyrics I'm, so incredibly I'm important? From, I'm not speaking from I'm not speaking for myself here. No, but I'm asking I'm you for why he was embraced. He was embraced mm-hmm. because of his value to the race. Right. It's like Michael Jordan. If he bleached his skin, we're not giving him up. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it ain't, it's not happening. Okay. At least I understand how it works. At least I understand how it works. Yeah. Now it goes to show you how much BS it is. And that's why I say it's a great question because now you pull back the veil on. Yeah. It's like every, everybody's. Who's in, who's out. Right. But it's also, well. He's so important, looking like a white guy, that we got to keep him, even though everyone knows he's black, but he's trying to be white. And so it there's a rub there. I mean, we can't all be pissed off if someone uh, takes advantage of that for their own personal benefit that is not so external. You know, ultimately, Michael Jordan does good things. Uh, Michael Jackson did lots of good things for charity. But, you know, lots of people do stuff with money. True. No, 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 no. And it's not about money. It's about status symbol. It's about we have one of those. Uh, that's why we like Mariah Carey. She's racially ambiguous, but we embrace her. It's about, and this is this is the very man. You, okay. You just well, hold back. No, oh, hold on, ooh. hold on. Stop. Mariah yeah. Carey. She. Okay. Perfect example. Now you're kind of in my uh, wheelhouse here. Mariah Carey yeah. w- was totally passing. I believe she intended to pass 
throughout her entire marriage with with Tommy Matola. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, she was like, oh, hold on. And she was all sister this and sister that and hanging out with Heavy D and the boys and doing all crazy <laughs> shit. And she was acting black all of a sudden. And we all saw it and went, uh, okay. And everyone thought she had lost her mind, Mo. The way she was acting. I agree with, I agree. And she was welcomed back. Let, let me explain to you what I'm saying. My viewpoint and the overall viewpoint of the quote unquote black community are two different things. Sure. I call BS. I'm like, Mike, what are you doing? Right. Mike, those are not Mike's kids. Mariah Carey, she, she played, she walked that racially ambiguous line where she could be anybody, anything to whoever, to anybody. That's a problem to me. But when you're generating that much revenue, the the people over at BET, the people you're saying, they're not going to, they're going to embrace you. Yeah, it's hypocritical. It's bullshit is what it is. I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Okay, bullshit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hypocritical bullshit. You can't slip in. Yeah, you can't slip in and out. And, and like I said, I am a but, person. I have a standard and I and I don't deviate to what feel what feels no, good. And, and of course, if, if and, standard, and of course, and I appreciate yeah, and I appreciate standard, that. Yeah. But I guarantee you there's a lot of people, executives at BET who'll be bullshitting about passing, but then when it's Mariah Carey and she's gonna do your premiere video, then all of a sudden it's okay for her to come back and be all black. That's my point. And that yes. can, and that can be and there'll be black executives yes. who were just hypocritical for money. So I just you know, there you go. Uh, and and they'll, they'll be the same ones that'll cancel a dark skinned person for yes. saying something borderline. Yeah, yeah I'm, bro, it's Mount Green. That's what I mean. yes, that's, that's the only deeper, color that matters. You got green, your color doesn't matter. That's right. Yes, and we're seeing that with the riots and the protests. It's about the green. It's about the leverage. It's, it's about all, how you can spend all things. About that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, 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 you have no argument out of me on that. But then this, and then they do this weird thing, like, yeah, we got, we got Black Mike. <laughs> you know, like he, when, he, when he start messing with his nose and his pigmentation, that's when he, he yes. got weird. <laughs> like you give us off the wall and Thriller, and after, like after that, y'all can have him. That's what he got through. after after Thriller. <laughs> Personally, I think once he once he was doing stuff with Paul McCartney, it was already iffy. But that's just that's just me, right? But it's just not the appearance is not yeah. Right. Um, so where are we at? Uh, okay, I guess let's let's wrap up with the with the lady that found her mom was passing number four. So now your mom decides to pass as white before she married your dad, but right. she, she marries your dad. Um, who's in the army. Right. And, and you write openly in the book about how he was a bigoted man. He was. Uh, I think he was a typical man of his generation and his upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was bigoted um, at home. You know, he would, if he saw something on television that inspired him, he might use a racial slur, or if he saw something in the newspaper. Um, yeah, and so... Can only imagine how that made her feel. I think she, yeah. I mean, she would say, like, oh, hell, you know, you really shouldn't talk that way. But she wasn't like, oh, you cannot talk that way. It was more, you know, because she couldn't get it, Right, you strong. think there's a reason. There's a reason yeah, she I don't was think measured. She could, yeah, I think she had to, you know, dial it back a little because she didn't want to give herself away. 
So <laughs> are are you making the point that really the color is is all it doesn't really matter at all? It's really all. it's really because <laughs> it's so obvious that that everyone's inconsistent, everyone's all over the map. It's ultimately where are you really from? What 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 is your what is your real background? Oh, you're not from Ivy League, you know, not so interested. You're not from mm-hmm. uh from this level of uh education, not so interested. So and this is uh, just, maybe just dawning on me. So what you are I think what you're telling me is it's really not about color at all. At all. Black and white is not about about color. Right. Because Mike Tarico gets to say he's Sicilian. And I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> right. Look, here's the deal. So, hmm. That it's it's not about and that's the I'm yes. Okay, exactly. I got it. Well, all right, all right. So it's it's <laughs> taken two hours, but now I've fi- I think I finally finally understand it because what you're and showing me is example after example after example where it doesn't really matter. You know, light skin, brown, whatever. It's all ultimately about uh, what's what someone perceives of your history, where you're coming from, and that's the perfect alley. And I'm gonna oop it on home with this next clip twenty three. With a lot of the people that lives out here, you probably wouldn't take them to be black people. You might not look black, but you got the black blood into you. Roberta Jeanette Euler, but I go by Bert for a nickname. I've lived here all my life. On my job that I had worked at, they took me to be white. And my best friend, she uh, took me to be white. She was shocked when I told her I'm not white. I am black. I am a black person. And it was, well, you're, you're not that. You think you are. No, I know I am. I was raised that way. But I was also raised, as mom would say, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. Now, as you know, this is my home. Over here is my daughter's home, Jessica. Everybody else in here, we're all kinfolks. That's how this community got to be mixed with white and black. It was from the black children. Our children going out marrying white and bringing them in. A lot of them was as light as I am, but we still said we were black. And then we had some real dark ones, but that's okay. They were black, we were black. So that's how this all got started. Hmm. Wow, so (laughs) it's so old. It's really so old-fashioned. When most people are not even... And and I think this is true. I think most people are, are don't really look at color, skin color, and go, ah, screw this. I mean, everyone has all different colors in their life. All this, I don't think there's a single uh, uh, white person who only is around white, 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 white people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's not the problem. It's all prejudice based upon where you're coming from and you're per- perceived. And we should probably do one on speech as well. 
eventually. Oh yeah, I mean, speech, I, I, speech is a I big couldn't one. even go. Yeah, yeah you know, it would be an eight-hour show if we did speech in this one. That's another. That's another thing about passing is is the speech. Yeah. That's another form of passing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but as this lady said. This lady, and now a reason why I, I, this clip to go to show you, it goes both ways. Hey, but hold uh, on I a second. Hold on. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. oh, oh, hold on a second. So I was just thinking about this, that the term passing is uh, used in today's LGBTQQIAPK community. And uh, so you can be a uh, a trans woman who passes. Really? I, I, enlighten me. It's. Well, it's li- but it's but I mean it's literally the term passing is used in the same manner. So, oh, you you pass, but it's celebrated. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's is it? Is it? Yeah, I think so. So uh, hold on, hold on. So, so you're trying to tell me if a transgender woman? Let me get make sure I get the terminology right. That's a man uh, living as a woman, right? That's a transgender woman, mm-hmm. and she called herself a cis woman. That would fly. That would be the equivalent to passing. Uh, well, that, that, that you've asked about putting a label on it. If no, you, I'm just saying that would that would be the equivalent here. It, it not if she called herself cis, but if she was uh, accepted and recognized as a cis woman without someone knowing uh, her history. But, that would, she that, identified as see because the, the, the self-identification no, no, she, she, no, is she the, would have to the, she would have to identify of course as yes. what as, as a cis woman or at least would she, hmm, that see, would be see, that's what <laughs> if she didn't let people know she was trans and only live her life as a cis woman that right. would be the equivalent yeah that wouldn't work would it no I'm just saying that that's that well, it's that the, would be the, the equivalent, yeah. Well, anyway, the self-identification. The, right. that's the that's the real rub. That's the, it is. You're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, thanks. Another data point. I'm just stacking it all up here, <laughs> keeping my notes. No, that was a great. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was that was good that you brought that up because this this is this a lot of gray in this in this thing. And the reason why I, this hit home with me because I said every black church I went to, there's one or two. People that, because when you look at it's, it's not jarring, but when you're in a congregation full of black people and a white appearing person walks in, you take notice. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, like you say, who they're here to visit, or you know that kind of thing. Or <laughs> who invited that guy? How'd you, how'd you wind up here? Is the question? I mean, like yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Not not good or bad. It's just uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to them, and the reason why I noticed is I had a um. What you want to say? A surrogate grandparent? I mean, or a you know, you know, like a play grandparent. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Bill Williams, and he will fight you if you call him white. <laughs> Look completely like a white man. I right. mean, no melanin at all. Hmm. So this hit this hit home with me, and uh, I guess uh, we can get into the part two of of this clip. My grandma. She was half Turk, half black. My grandpa was a white man. My mom registered me as black. My mom was a, she wasn't as fair complected as I am. She was a light tan brown. 
My dad, he has German, Irish, white. Well, his mother was a white woman. His dad was a colored man. And then as I grew older and I got married and I had my children, I registered my children as black. I have found that stone that was here down the mountain. Most of them in this area goes as black. We've got maybe two, three families that considers themselves being white. But the rest of us in here, we consider ourselves being black. Wow. One thing I want to point out about this clip, and then we, we could move on, but notice that she referred to her grandfather as colored. Yes. Not black. Colored, yeah. So that was she saying that because he was mixed, a mixed race? That goes back to... Yeah, it goes back to... Colored <laughs> being... Yeah, col- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Colored means something totally different. Than black. Right. Yes. Because she made it distinct. Because she said, "I'm black." But my, but he's colored. Because her, her, I think she said, her "Grandmother was white, and he was colored." Right. I'm huh. just point, just pointed out. Yeah. What, yeah, what yeah we yeah. said it previously. <laughs> Jeez. Well, and now we get into these tricky situations, like this next woman who discovered that she was white after 70 years. If you look through the pictures of Verda Wagner Bird's life in Newton, Kansas, it's a good one. She was a daughter of railroad porter Ray Wagner and his wife Edwina. Life was good. I'm comfortable with being a black woman. The couple adopted her back in the 1940s. She found out but never questioned her race. But her story of privilege and progress turned over a shocking page. At age 70, she found out she was white. And I grew up not questioning birth birth or anything else because it was never it was never told to me that I was born white Missouri adoption records show she was born Jeanette Beagle, the daughter of Earl and Daisy Beagle, Caucasian transients. Jeanette became a ward of the state after her father walked out on 10 kids and her mother fell nearly 30 feet in a trolley accident. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, where do you put her at? Yeah, right. This this to clear the debate outcome. Maybe some people got lost <laughs> in the story. Yeah. She's biologically white from her biological parents, but yep. she was adopted by black parents. Right. And she lived for 70 years. Yeah, and I and I bet as a she, black woman. And I bet she had the entire uh, that it was put into her bloodstream even though she was adopted. I'm sure that the cultural part translated perfectly. It worked perfectly for her. She didn't know any better, right? Yeah, and the crazy thing, and that's why I said I'm not holding anything against her. Actually, the fact that she found out and she still wants to be black, I, that I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to take that. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah but, go ahead. Well, that's 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 the thing. You know, that's that's the question is is it uh, is it your environment? Is it your DNA that's passed on from your ancestors that make you a certain way? I mean, if you grow up and and you're you're a baby and you're being taught everything about black history and black culture and and uh, and how you speak and your mannerisms is all from mm-hmm. from a uh, from your from the lineage of your adoptive parents, 
shit, man. Yeah, you may not have the blood, but does it make any difference? And, and it's a weird saying. I don't know if it's in all communities, but I know in black communities that when you feed a child, they start to look like you. <laughs> have you ever heard that before? No, I haven't. I haven't. That's interesting. Yeah, so I guess that maybe it's just in so could be. Uh, yeah, because to be honest with you, she looks like one of my great aunts. Huh. Uh, and I hate this is one of the times that uh, this episode is where we just audio that doesn't. Uh, yeah, you don't get lend, to see it, but plant, well, it's okay. Plant's our favorite, but I'm giving you the play by play. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she looks she, she looks like one of legitly like one of my aunts. Uh, her mannerisms, the way she, you know, like you said, so all that's learned, and then it, it, it brings us back to the conversation: nature versus nurture. Well, yeah, nature versus nurture. Thank you. So, th- well, there is proof. Then I would say, I agree. <laughs> so now, here's a question of conscience: mm-hmm. If she was adopted and lived her entire life as black, with the culture and her family and the belief if reparations come around you're not going to you're not going to cut her in in my book I do and that's what I would say and that and that ends the argument once and for all it's not about your skin color that's a really good example i like that a lot what did you say that it was nature versus nurture yeah, nature's versus nurture because I mean, could remember that thing about that it was passed down from slavery. Yes, yeah. and then in the nature, I forget the term they use, but it's in the genetics. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the things she learned makes her have a perceive the world as a black woman. Sure, not 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 genetics. I mean, because she clearly is not um, genetically black, <laughs> as far as we know. Right, which. Who knows? I mean, this this thing is very simply so. But um, let's let's let's. I, I, I want to hear more from her. I wouldn't go back to my birth name if I had to. Jeanette Beagle does not fit Vertebird. Jeanette Beagle does not have an education. Jeanette Beagle has no social security money because she never worked. She never even went to kindergarten. And Verda Bird, who was ripped from her white heritage, has definite opinions about Rachel Dolezal, the former NAACP leader who chose to be black. Why are you so upset with her? Because she lied about her race. I didn't lie because I didn't know. Verda Bird has other siblings. As a matter of fact, I spoke with one of her sisters. She says they don't talk about race at all. At the end of the day, Bird does acknowledge that she and Rachel Dolezal did both make a choice to be black, just for different reasons. Yeah, see, I don't think you get to do that. I don't think you get to do that. Ah, I'm going to change my whole background. Or really what Rachel Dolezal did is she just changed her skin color. She's still she was still right, the right. same the same person raised by the same mm-hmm. two parents, as far as I know. The reason I like this set of clips is that go to show you that her lineage to her, even though it's adoptive, yeah, is is, means the, is so the lineage she grew up with. Yeah. So that's what I want people people to take away from that clip. Uh and passings not a thing of the past because we have some different it's short it's cropping up is cropping up in new ways 
and society. But before we get there, <laughs> I think we should thank some people. <laughs> I, I like new money. I don't know if you do, but I, I hate old money that's wrinkled and dirty and got all the diseases on it. <laughs> I like new money. And when I give um, when I give things to people, I like to give stacks of money. It's fun. You ever had a stack of new money? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> you haven't? Have you? A little stack. A little. Oh. <laughs> and so I, I, I made you know the big stack where it was brand new. And I like brand new money. I just I don't want any money around me is not. I'd almost rather have a, a new one than a brand than an old twenty. Now that's kind of dumb, isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like hundred dollar bills? Oh yeah, I like oh. new money too. Oh. Most beautiful thing on earth is a hundred dollar bill. I hadn't seen a woman as good looking as a hundred dollar bill. There's something about a hundred dollar bill that excites you. Well, new money or new value. This is where we like to thank our producers who have uh, uh, shown their support. And by the way, a lot of you are doing a lot of things to support the show with feedback, with comments, with ideas, suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really appreciated. And that's what it takes to put a, to put a, a good show together. We do it together, which is why we um, have no commercials, no commercial interest, no corporate money. This is all about the value that you receive and you want to give back to it. You want to contribute to it, to the value uh, you can translate that into a, a number, and that is exactly what our top executive producer, Fernando de los Reyes, de los Reyes uh, did today with an, a fantastic $578.23, which uh, is uh, like off the hook. He has a note here for us. I hope you're doing well. Uh, the podcast from today was hot fire. got me really excited. I'd like to become one of the first knights of the MoFax podcast. Accounting below, <laughs> I had, let me guess, he's he's given a total of uh, $1,000. Is that what's happened here? Yeah, this, this puts him over the top. Puts him over the top. Uh, I wonder if the knights are going to be deacons or reverends. What is it? Why is <laughs> oh it that God. I've never heard these reverends talk about, uh, say, I'll write a separate longer email. I give my donation in the name of Jesus Christ. I think you're doing terrific work. I am re-listening to all the shows again. I believe it was in episode number 16 where a producer wrote, Mo, you've changed my perspective from new Jim Crow to Mofax perspective. And Adam replies with an, oh, <laughs> yes, my heart was touched. That encapsulates the way I feel now, too. Well, thank you very much, Fernando. And so we haven't really talked about this. What we're going to do for, for people who support the show up to certain levels. Uh, are we prepared to talk about this? Or are we going to figure this out in uh, in the next few weeks? Let's figure it out in the next few weeks because I want to make sure we do it right. And and really mean something to the people that actually you know i want to give them back value for their value yes so I, we just don't want to rush anything okay so. but but uh keep track of everything everybody very important yes. that you do your own accounting and fernando thank you again uh, you're our uh, top executive producer for episode number uh 39 uh also executive producer royan jacob who says, long-time listener, first-time donor, forgive me, Podfather, for I have sinned. Thank you both for the enlightening information provided on this podcast. I squeal with glee every time the new episode pops up on my phone. Please accept this donation the amount of $100 as a Lambda, Lambda, Lambda donation. <laughs> uh, the Tri-Lambs. <laughs> Guess which movie? Uh, Animal House? Nerds. Uh, nerds. 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 That's right. I should have known. 
please play a Joe Biden. Come on, man. What? <laughs> we don't have one of those. We don't come have on, one. Of, we don't have a come on, man. We have that new jobs karma. Now we have Mo Karma. He wants a, a job karma for the wife if you can squeeze in baby making karma as well. Stay woke, he says. Yeah, I got. I'm going to premiere our new. Uh, actually, we have a new karma, and we have. A, why don't I hit him with a, the new Wusa as well? We'll give a Wusa karma combo. Wusa. You've got Mo Karma. There you go. Uh, which Mo which Mo Karma could be uh, baby making karma as well. So, so <laughs> I think if you just considering having, I got four kids, yeah, I was going to say I got four kids. That's all you need is one. What just Mo only has to glance at you and you're pregnant. That's how it works. <laughs> apparently, uh, John Swoboda, one hundred dollars, value for value. Hope you're well. Yes, we are, John. Thank you very much, Peter J. Boyle, also an executive producer, one hundred dollars from him. We need you, Mo. Stuff is getting crazy in Cali. Well, yes, we are here, and we'll be here uh, every week breaking down everything we can. Elizabeth Johnson uh, uh, sends us $80.61 and says, Hey, Adam and Mo, thank you for this show. We've tuned in from the beginning and make sure to listen together whenever possible. The couple that pays attention together stays together. Isn't that right? Definitely. <laughs> Our donation breakdown is $50 for the inimitable content and $33.33 just in case Mo still needs to get his podcasting license. No, no. He's graduated from the podcasting school a long time ago. Stay healthy and vigilant. Dame Elizabeth of the Hudson Valley and Sir Big Johnson, thank you both very much. Uh, for your support and your uh, executive producership for show 39. Eric Hochul, uh, who I know is from Deutschland, and so nice to have him check in with $52. No note, but we appreciate it. And then our associate executive producers, which is $50 and uh, up to 100 Um Mark Jasper, uh, Omega Project, just completed listening to 38. You ain't binary. Bravo, he says. Uh, Cassidy Eastwood, $50. And thank you very much, Cassidy. Also, ex- uh, associate executive producer is uh, Whitey Hotep. Mo, I don't know if there's a lot important show online right now. Please don't stop. The information you're putting out is incredibly necessary. Thank you for your courage. Chad Belcher, $50, no note, but thank you, Chad. David Thorman says, keep up the awesome work with $50. Michael McGuirk says, love the show, uh, sent us $50 for that, the value received. I think the work you're doing is really important. Mo has a unique perspective that I haven't heard anywhere else. If Adam can find it, could he please play That's One Hot Milf Baby? Because I think we all need something to bring us together. If not, could I just have a woosa karma, please? Yeah, we want to kind of keep, want to have our own things develop. I think is uh, the mm-hmm. way we'd like to see it. So uh, we are, we're building up a little uh, stable here, so I'll give you a uh, I gave you a special Wusa here as well. I'm sending you tons of good ass energy. Take that, take that, take that. You've got karma. There you go. Uh, let's see. We are on to um, $50 from an anonymous donor who loves the show. Thank you very much. Jason Aubrey, the show's great. I've learned so much. Keep up the great work. Thank you for your courage, Sir Aubrey of Lower Arkansas with $50. Jeremy Dixon, value for value, says Jeremy in his note. I appreciate the deep dives and high production quality. The new audio setup sounds great. Thank you. 
Uh, we actually are, we're on half great at the moment, but still doing our best to bring the best to you. Can't always fix all the technology. Um, we have James Niemeyer with a 5-0 donation. So many, what's, what is he saying? So many, what's that I smell? <laughs> the hell? That's from a movie House Party. <laughs> Watch House Party. <laughs> Long time ago, man. Was that Kid and Play House Party? Yeah, kid and play with full force. It's just full sports reference. <laughs> oh, uh, did full force say that? Yeah. <laughs> what is? It's not. What it's was, not kid friendly. What was uh, full? Was it? What was their song? What was their hit? I want it just for me. Was that full force? Oh, full force. Get busy right. one time. You put me on. <laughs> that's yeah, that's one of them. something yeah. like that. Oh, geez, now I'm dating myself. All right, James, thank you very much. Fifty dollars, your five zero donation. Eric, uh, England, forty two dollars and twenty four cents. Nice palindrome. Says Adam and Mo. A little something to say. Thanks for the amazing content. The last two episodes, incredible research and analysis. This donation is actually, um, what is this? Twenty one. Oh, twenty one. Twelve times two. In honor of the late, great Neil Pert of Rush, who passed in January. Uh, I got hit in the mouth by Adam's JRE, oh, the Joe Rogan Experience appearance, and then hit in the WUSA shortly after that. It's been a real, <laughs> wow, this is great. So from Joe Rogan to, I guess, no agenda to uh, to MoFax, is it, what a great path. I love that's that. A, that's a job overlap. I love that. So keep up the great work from the great state of Oklahoma, where we are as free as Texas, but we've got legal weed and casinos. Damn. I should come visit. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eric. $39 from Computer Solutions and Services. Uh, who, and this is the show number club. DH Slam of the God in waiting. is another one waiting to be uh, some kind of uh, royalty for the show. Uh, Mo, we got to figure that out and not in waiting you are dh slam of the god well he is yes dh slam of the god is is set in stone done 33 dollars 30 cents from tyler rap absolutely love this podcast tyler says found it after listening to some host of some other podcast can't remember his name um hmm on joe rogan experience adam smacked me wait how we do identify who hit who making us all listen to this podcast also lincoln was a dick he says <laughs> Side note: Can I get a Mo Karma fail with a new Mo Karma followed by a goat Mo Karma? I felt like I had to donate here first before I pursue my knighthood. Keep it up. I'll uh, I'll give you the. I can give you a Mo Karma with the goat, no problem. You've got Mo Karma. I'm sending you tons of good ass energy. Take that. That was quite a mess. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Tyler, you'll have to live with that one. Uh, $30 from Michael Lucius. And uh, he says reparations should be given, not stolen. Well, I think we agree on that. Pascal Silly or Saley, $25 with no note. But thank you, Elvis Rosenberg. Again, a regular donor, another $25. Thank you, Elvis. Is really appreciated. Chef Elvis, I should say. I, I know by now. Uh, twenty three ninety seven from Daniel Ferno. Discovered you discovered your show on another one. Uh, suddenly very lucrative podcast. Mm. What is that? 
That's oh, Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan, of course. <laughs> How'd you make it all the man? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't think about these things. I, I, I seriously don't think about that. Thanks for adding another interesting lane to my listening habits and keep up the good work. Thank you, Daniel. William Bullock, $23.97. Love the podcast from Buckeye, Arizona. Cortland Richardson, $20. Coming to you from a gay black dude named Ben. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're voting for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Wow. Thank you, Mo and Adam, for what you do. Hashtag ADOS. Uh, nice to meet you, uh, Cortland. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these people who come from the, the Rogan people are quality people. Can yes. I tell you, they are nice people who, who have uh, hooked up to our little uh, little network here. Uh, John Mahala, $20 from John. Uh, been catching up on old episodes and an almost current long overdue donation attached. Keep up the eye-opening education. Thank you both for your courage. P.S. If possible, would love some of that moo karma to thwart off the governor Tom Wolf-induced Pennsylvania COVID quarantine blues. Yeah, we got that for you. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. <laughs> uh, Stefan or Stephen, I think Stefan P. Babic, $20. Thank you. Uh, no note further. Rebecca Zymitz uh, says, thanks, Adam and Mo. Then we have George Kunath with $20. Mo and Adam, thank you for your courage. I appreciate the insight into the, quote, black community experience and the things I never would have realized or thought about being a milky white Midwesterner. Twice the insight without any of the pesky BS and amygdala swelling of the M5M. <laughs> On a side note, I was listening to MoFax38 and you guys had a donation of a dub and weren't sure where it came from. Well, that was me, actually. I believe it is from the $10 bill slang name Sawbuck from the old style of sawhorse, which had two sets of legs lashed into an X shape, which approximate, approximated the Roman numeral for the number 10. Wow. When the $20 bill was introduced, it was called the double sawbuck from its doubling of the value of the original sawbuck. The name double sawbuck underwent underwent the usual shortening of most slang terms and reduced to dub. I'm no linguist, Mm. but this is what I've learned, uh, what I've heard and haven't found an alternative explanation. Okay, I like it. That's Sir Colin, the friendly fat man. Oh, that's his real moniker. Gotcha. Well, I do have an alternative. Okay. And I'm surprised you didn't know it. What I found out was dub is short for double dime. For a double dime sack. Double dime, so it's a, a double dime bag of weed? Yes. Now, why are you super... No, what, what are you putting in my shoes, Mo? It's, what, what why, why would I know all this? I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't buy from street dealers. I haven't delivered. What are you talking about? Why would I know these things? I pay with... I'm just I buy my weed with Venmo. Please. Don't insult me. $20 from uh, Steve Edwards, who sent it through Pop Money, which is working great. Thanks for the Rona Less episodes. 36, he means there. Please continue to take as long as you need to bake these episodes. They are so worth it. Thank you for your courage there, um, uh, Steve, and thank you for your patience. Scott uh, Evers or Avers, uh, no note from him, but $20. Thank you. Anonymous 1111, uh, Aaron Hinkle, uh, that is Aaron the Flying Nuthatch in PA who says, uh, sends us $11.11, says, thank you, Mo and Adam. Very grateful for this show. I enjoy educating others with the invaluable info I learned here. For those who enjoy the MoFax intro and outro music, I've created a Spotify playlist that you are welcome to follow. Some of the songs are missing from Spotify, but it's otherwise comprehensive and in episode order. 
Can I please have tons of good energy and Mo Karma? Thank you for your courage, Aaron, the flying nuthatch. And I guess you can uh, look that up on Spotify. Look for the MoFax playlist. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. Hold on a second. Now, now we're here. I mean, we, it's late anyway. I might as well take a look and see if I can actually find this on Spotify. Does that really exist? Okay. Do you think? Have you looked? Have you looked? At I the, think so. I think so. I, I think I've heard. I think he hit me on Twitter about this. Actually, about a couple songs. Let me see. Mo. Let me see other play. Oh, you have to go look at playlists. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So I'm not sure how to. All right. That's something for after the show. <laughs> I haven't looked at Spotify yeah, in right. so long. I have no idea how it works anymore. Uh, $10.10 from, uh, let's see, JED Enterprises. Ah, mm-hmm. so that's why they say we have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Yes, binary donation. You got it, JED Enterprises. And thank you for your support. Steve Novak, $10, no note. Judy Schwartz, thank you, Mo and Adam. You've put together another great informative show. You're making this election interesting again with her $10 in support. Paul Hooper, $10, no note. Thank you for your courage, says James Chapko with $10. Jill Stasiak uh, says, Mo, can I tell people I have a black friend now or is that reserved for the $1,000 level? Uh, I think for $8.33, you can certainly say you know someone who's black. <laughs> William Hawthorne, no note with $5 in support. And William Foreman, uh, our final uh, producer coming in at $5, also no note. Thank you all so much for supporting the work, um, especially, really especially the the value that you're assigning to what we're doing. And your notes are incredibly, um, it's heartwarming. I really love hearing it. A lot of work goes into this, some late nights. Uh, as certainly on Mo's side. And so all the support uh, and all the value that you can uh, send back to the show is incredibly appreciated. And to do that, go to MoFax.com, or if you want to go straight to our uh, uh, donation page, it's MoFundMe.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, MoFundMe.com, and support us for episode 40, which is coming up. Well, we dive off into the cringe portion of the show with these next set of clips Woohoo! Uh, to show a new form of kind of passing this happening in my opinion uh, actually this is a value clip that somebody sent me Okay, and man nice. by the time I listen to it, ugh, <laughs> it the cringe is so heavy uh, this is from the conservative twins I don't know if you ever heard, no, heard mm, of them before no I don't think so uh, and this is um uh, the African American lie exposed one. What the fuck are you? So you're telling me you have not. Oh, am I not black enough now? You're I'm not an African American. I'm an American. Not, okay. Fine. And, and, <laughs> I've never been to Africa. I've never been to Africa. Hey, look here. Y'all didn't listen what the young man said. Do you That's know my boy, Joe Patrick? Do you know what it is to be African? Yeah. It just means. Your nationality, where you were born. Yeah. You could be white and be African. It just means you were born in Africa. But African is not a race. It's a nationality. You guys are Americans, and you don't even realize it. You walk around calling yourself an African-American. My question is this. Why do black people in America show such a strong allegiance 
for Africa. You wasn't born there. You're right. not African. Yeah. Right? Actually, what? your ancestors was bought there and sold to the white man. Yeah. By Af their own people. Yeah. Africans captured your ancestors and sold them to white people. Yeah, but y'all's got this such strong allegiance to a country you've never been. You yeah. don't even know the culture. You don't dress like Africans. You don't yeah. behave like Africans. You're not African. You're just a stupid American. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, if you was born in Africa, yeah. right, and you came to the U.S. and became a U.S. citizen, yeah. you could call yourself African-American, but you left that shithole for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I've seen these guys. These, these guys are... Uh... Uh, black, right? They're brown. They're dark skinned. Whatever the hell they are. No, no, no. They're not dark skinned. They're actually very fair skinned and uh -huh. have uh, phenotypes, you know, of light eyes and that kind of thing. Oh, but okay. It's is one thing. They're like the male version of Dominus Silk, which uh, that's a well. Actually, just listening to them, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick up immediately that they're black or or brown or light skinned or anything. Right. Right. It's right, very, right. very kind of bland to me. That that yeah. Reason why I cringe is they're right, but not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> oh, our lineage is the most understood thing there is. Technically. If if you believe science, everybody's from Africa. I mean, that's the origin of everybody's mm -hmm. origin. The problem I have is I've picked up this weird vibe, and I've heard it said before. I'm not going to put this on them, but I've heard it said before that people say this, I'm an American, not whatever your lineage is. Mm -hmm. That doesn't kind of fly because it's 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 a you can have an or a lineage and a, and a nationality at the same time one one doesn't replace the other and that's why it's a weird i mean it's like a asian person that's born in america right mm -hmm. they're american true but their culture and their lineage is is something totally different well, right, but then if you're going to do that, then you then you need to say that I would be, I guess, a European American. I guess exactly, exactly. Well, that's the other thing. Why is that the only group that's kind of not like hyphenated? What European American? Yes, I've never heard that hy hyphenation used before. Uh, no, no. So, so that goes it goes back how I correct. I'm just saying that I. I hear people use this and it's kind of like a the same thing. It's kind of like you're kind of denying your lineage. And like I said, not every black person comes from Africa. No, uh, the, the, no. In fact, you were not born in Africa. You were not born in Africa. So I, and, and, I know where you're Africa is not a nation. I mean, first of all, it's Africa a continent. Is not a Thank you. Another exactly. point. Another good point. Which I have another problem with African-American. And that's why I, I never use that term. Um, but um, is it, but it but if I use ADOS, yes, uh, people still like that. They don't have a problem with it. Yeah, because it, it 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 factors in my nationality and my lineage. Yeah. So that's why I was it would hit a sweet spot. But I'm just saying the that. Yeah, I kind of I cringed on this one. Uh, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, but 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 it's it's true. If I say, hey, it's Adam, it's Mo, we're two American mm -hmm. dudes. 
That's true. No problem with that. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Because that, that speaks to my nationality. Yes. Now, my nationality is not my lineage, no. which is a total. No, which, I mean, I'm going to say but, this. But, 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 go ahead, but go ahead. this is so. There's something to be said for who gives a fuck. I'm American. You're American. The mm-hmm. Chinese lady's American. Uh, the, right. you know, the, the red man's an American. That's that. I think that's where we're supposed to get to. Maybe not. I mean, no one has to deny where they come from, but from an economic standpoint and from a nation standpoint, I like us being Americans and not split into all these separate little groups. My personal opinion. Right. And, 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 and the way you see this is the Olympics where you never see any black people go back to Africa to compete. And, and, uh, and like, on the African team, right? You never see that. I, I, I've never seen that. That's so, so. That's such a good point. It's like you know, in uh, uh, the soccer players in um, in Europe. So you know, the, they'll be from all over the place. But uh, you know, the uh, the the Portuguese or the Spanish or Italian player, they may be mm-hmm. playing for big money at a, at a at a British club. But when it's right. t- when it's time for you know for the world championships, whoop! They all go to their own country, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and they play on their own national team. And you yeah. see it in the NBA as well. I mean, if you're from, but I'm I'm just saying, I've seen this kind of a cloaking me- mechanism to not embrace your lineage and anything that does that. And I'm gonna say this, and I, I, we can move to the next clip. The quote-unquote ADOS lineage is so misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that could be a tangible in itself, helping us figure out who we really are. Wow, money do- money donated to really figure out who we are. Hmm. I'm all for that. If a candidate would say that, I'm willing to put up X amount of billion dollars to help these people figure out where they came from. You might get my attention because I think that that would cure more. <laughs> Than, than cash. Wow, that's a big. Well, we we should talk about that next time. Not. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, we we can move on to the second clip. I, I just wanted to say, yeah, that, that like lineage, is, lineage is huge to me. Got it. Yeah. So we're going to the second second clip from the conservative yes. twins. All right, here we go. They're proud yes. to be here. Yeah, like I'm American. I'm a black American. Yeah. Right. I'm not African American. <laughs> You want to play African? Go to Africa and play Africa for a while. Yeah. Those Africans are going to laugh at you. Look at this dumb nigga. <laughs> I wish I could go back to America with him. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not African. You wasn't born in Africa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not African. You're an American. Won't you start acting like one? You're black. Like many people in Africa are. But but that don't make you African. I mean, did you learn anything from Elizabeth Warren? (laughs) You liberals are ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can identify as a woman. It doesn't make you a woman. You can identify as a man from China. Don't make you Chinese. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole nother can of worms they're opening there. I don't even want to go there with them. Yeah, we can't go there. But I'm just saying that this, this... just this, oh God, it made me. Well, no, when I, but when I listened to it, yeah, I understand. Now, <laughs> gosh, it's so confusing. We're so hung up. We should all just be blind. And that's, yeah, you should be confused after this show. That's the point. Because it, 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 
None of it makes any sense. It really, None of it. From no one, from nobody's side, it's it's like a it's like a brain thing that we've all been jammed into us, and it's not and it's not good for anybody. No, no one benefits from this crap. Well, you think that was bad? Uh oh. Thirty. People try to tell me I'm an African-American, but that's not true. African-Americans are loud, rude, obnoxious, and just altogether fat and ugly. If you ask me, my 16-year-old daughter has a very out-of-control identity crisis. She truly believes she's white. When Treasure was five years old, I've noticed Treasure was having issues with her race. She wouldn't play with the black children. Treasure would mangle or destroy her black dolls. She would cut their heads off, pull off their arms. She would pretend that they were the white doll slaves. My mom bought me beautiful white dolls instead of buying me the ugly, big lip black doll. I felt mortified. I was a single mom trying to support a family. We couldn't afford to stay in our beautiful home. We moved from a mostly white, affluent neighborhood to the city, which was mostly African-American. From the suburbs to the hood. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to do trauma stuff anymore. Mo, now I'm all triggered again. No, she's not. And the thing is, she's she's she would be considered dark skin. I mean, because she's my shade, right? Uh, which, which for people, that's a Nutella color. Um, uh, the scrumptious Nutella color. So, um, yeah. So I've never I've never it, seen your scrumptious Nutella. I don't even know how how light or dark you are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's just for people that want to have a, a, a idea what color I am. Uh. But. For her to say this, I'm like, wow, this is this. I ended these are the last few clips. So I ended the show this way to show you people can be so warped in the head. Mm-hmm. This is a woman that would be considered, let's say, a Condoleezza Rice color, right? Right. Uh, for people to say that. But she thinks she's white. Yeah. Straight up and down, this came from Dr. Phil. Uh, <laughs> and that's why your parents bought her Dr. Phil, because she, she's got a problem? Oh, she has a huge problem. 31. I was not anything like other black people. They were all hood rats, and they were all ghetto. They all act like monkeys. Her school was predominantly African-American. <laughs> she started to say very racist things in public. Like, I hate black people's hair. They're dirty. She would call them the N-word. It made me feel good to put down an African-American person because it helps them stay in their place. All the African-American kids that I was around were all ugly-looking and losers. They're all gorillas. My daughter is a racist against her own race. What I find the most disturbing is my daughter is consumed with the Ku Klux Klan. It just shakes me to my core. Treasure, have you ever reached out to the KKK? I have their number on speed dial. Call KKK. They keep me like current on like updated events. I've had the KKK's number since I was like in middle school. Greetings from the loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Well, shame on Dr. Phil for putting this crap on the air shame I, on him i agree shame well, that and listen to boom, 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 <laughs> i like white people boom, boom, they're monkeys boom, boom. come on the, the reason the why i that? use this is if you could take a black child and make her say black keep black people in their place where is that? Where did she learn this from? She didn't just pick this up on her own. Well, this has been, uh, I'm sure this wasn't the only TV 
show she did. It sounded a little, uh, oh. little funky to me. Hackish. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like it's a, it's a uh, tension grabbing. Yeah. It's uh, a jacked a clown, up a little a bit. A yeah. Clown, clown yeah. And listen, if you just, just say this, just say you got the KKK on speed dial. Cause of course she doesn't. What she called him. <laughs> somebody asked. Somebody. I'm sure they're in the phone book. I mean, I'm sure you can give yeah, them a call yeah. if you want to. Yeah. That's I'm nuts. just saying, I'm just going to show you how powerful mind control is. Either way, if it For was the, staged yeah, or exactly if it was, to even to even stage it is lame, totally right? Lame. So I I just want to show that uh, my whole point is, is it's all bullshit. But that also um, had very little to, that had very yeah. very little to do with uh, with color. That was really about lineage. A lot of what she what that kid was saying. Yeah, but she's trying to pass. No, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the tie. That in kid with needs a, a, a whooping. But yeah, oh man, I don't know how she made that far. I'm just saying, I'm just the well, mama. The mama dropped the ball a big time. Yeah, Dude, well, if she keeps that. She she keeps that up. She'll uh, she'll she'll meet the wrong person one of these days. She'll get that whooping. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh yeah. Well, as you always know, I'm not going to leave people triggered, traumatized, or on a on a negative note. So I found this last clip, and it was hilarious. Uh, no more setup needed. Uh, Jay Smooth. I can't not tease uh, Jay about the kind of like brother way he was taught to talk and, you know, like, hey, with the rap music in the background and like oh, down with the people. I'm a rap guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's kind of it's another interesting, funny thing about race. Like there would be some people that feel that you co-opted something like that. And other people might feel like, well, that's his background. And that's really cool, too. Yeah, well, so these are conversations Jay. Yo, like, you know, yeah, if somebody takes my wallet. I mean, it's really interesting since it's you also talking interesting that way because me. I'm actually black, but you assumed otherwise. And this is the sort of. Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> Where was that from? Chris Hayes. So we have this guy. I mean, he appears to be uh, a white guy. Mm-hmm. But she played herself. It was like, yeah, you're co-opting, blah, 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 blah. And he actually is a black guy. He identifies as a black Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, the, thank you, Mo. It, it, it was very difficult for me to kind of get in to where you were taking this when we first started uh-huh. off. But um, having stuck with it, and I'm glad I did, it really brought home to me all the things we're doing wrong about this in, in yeah. society. We're, we're really approaching this from the wrong perspective, I think. Uh, and with we, uh, I would say it's politicians and media. That's really, they're doing it. And they're, they're harmful, hurtful, and uh, and taking advantage of all of us is my, it's kind of my conclusion after this. Right. I hope this is another nail in the binary thinking casket. Yeah. Uh, and as I always say, pay attention to everything. And the truth will reveal itself. And we'll reveal as much truth as we can on the next episode of Mo Facts with Adam Curry. That'll be a big one for us, episode number 40. Um, and that'll probably be uh, in a week from now on Tuesday. Uh, Mo is moving. To, he's got he's got a, a family move to do. So uh, amidst all of that, we'll also somehow be able to get a show out to you. And uh, I hope that this was helpful for people to uh, just kick back relax and think for a little bit about what is really going on and where we coming from and more importantly where do we need to go all together 
And remember to support the work if you can at mofax.com. Go directly to our donation page at M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, mofundme.com. And until next week, Mo, I'll see you then. All right, see you later, Adam. Take care, everybody. Till his main squeeze like a bus stop.